Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think of the prestige. No. Think of the respect. No, no, no. Think of the Tony. Tony, Tony, Tony. Hello, all you theater lovers, both out and proud and on the DL, and welcome back to Broadway Breakdown, a podcast discussing the history and legacy of American theater's most exclusive address, Broadway. I'm your host, Matt Koplick, the least famous and most opinionated of all the Broadway podcast hosts. We are not uh, continuing with the big move just yet. We are finishing up our Tony Awards season. This is the penultimate episode, because the uh, big something of a telecast, we're not entirely sure what it's going to be, happens in a few days, but this is the final episode of Tony Predictions, uh, two things. One, uh, you all have submitted predictions to us, so we're going to read that throughout the episode. And two, I am shot out of a cannon today, y'all, because I attended my third award ceremony of the season, the Drama Desks, which, like all the award ceremonies this season that are not televised, were running super long, so I had to run out of there early before they gave out the final awards, uh, ran home, went to go grab some food, and of course everything was a million lines forever, and so I will be eating on pod that is uh, on brand for us, and also, like, I'm a, in a bit of a mood right now. Uh, so let's just say we try not to be a dick with our opinions, with our predictions, but it might happen occasionally. I don't mean anything personally. I'm sorry. It's just, like, I, I'm getting the food, and I'm trying to get the blood sugar up. And again, we're in a vibe. But luckily, we have a dear friend of the pod who I'm finally meeting in person. In person. I'm so fucking happy. You are, you are the titanic of people right now because you're serotonin (laughs) i just want you in my veins uh welcome back to the pod jonathan hoover famously known on social media as uh inappropriate patty but i'm not gonna call you that on mic but i'm yeah i do have a real name yeah i might put you on that as like the on the title oh yeah that's definitely shared if there's one thing i've learned about this tony season is like you gotta do you and like be a shark and get and just do what you got to do to get your name out there. Hello. 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 I made an Instagram about it. Hello. <laughs> yeah, sure did. You sure did. One of us has been on American Horror Stories. Yes, yes, and, yes, yes. And one of us has been permanently damaged from 2022. Uh, listen, you can do both. We can do That's both. That's the thing about big things happening is you can also have damage. Exactly. And I got damaged again in 2023 because I went to an award ceremony hosted by Mandy Patinkin. Oh now, my. Oh man. I, oh my. Listen, once he was told we were running 45 minutes over, he 
admitted that he needed to stop talking and just let people give their speeches. And we appreciate that. Listen, self-awareness is more than most people in this industry have. Yes. So. We would prefer people to have self-awareness without being told to have it. Okay. But, 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 after that, if you are given a note and you absorb it and grow from it, that's also wonderful. Juilliard, man. Absolutely. That's Juilliard. There are people who are given, uh, personal life advice and don't take it and continue why you, to not why grow. are you looking at me when you well when because you you've that. remained the same since i've known you Jonathan. <laughs> uh, pardon, pardon that hacking cough i mean you look exactly the same so thank god oh thank god moisture is working yeah moisture the, what was that 30 rock line you don't know that thing i'm work i'm sleeping in every night isn't working <laughs> but we digress we have a whole Tony's predictions to get through, y'all. Oh, my God. Now, Jonathan, you have told me off mic, you have not seen everything. No, um, uh, if you've seen my regular Instagram, um, I've adopted a dog in this last year, so I'm exceptionally poor. Sure. Um, for myself, um, that Chipotle looks incredible, by the way. Um, or whatever. Yeah, Chipotle. It um, tastes exactly how Chipotle tastes. Yeah, well, that, there is a, that's why you go. Mm-hmm. Um, the Starbucks of burritos. Um, but, uh, <laughs> uh, so I have not seen as much in this season as I have wanted to, mm-hmm. um, especially including in the play realm, which is like where I always lash myself because yeah. plays that make it to Broadway are always just the best of the best, almost yeah. regardless anyway. I will say th- this Broadway season has really pwned in the play department for me. Uh, I Listeners know my feelings on some musicals and some revivals of musicals this season. Jonathan and I will uh, clash a little bit on that, which is exciting, <laughs> but... Truly, my heart has gone out to more of the plays this season than the musicals. So, hallelujah. And I will also say, I'm not going to like go super far in depth of the award ceremonies I've been to so far. I will use them as sort of a bar- uh, barometer. Barometer, yeah. And inst- uh, uh, a way to, for that has informed my predictions based on being in the room. Totally. Yeah. Well, it's especially the drama desks today are like, aren't we consider them sort of the launch pad for... Yeah, so we talked about this in a few other episodes, and this is something that I really want my listeners to remember. I've said it a few times, but I really want to sink it in, because this will separate them from some of the idiots on Broadway World. <laughs> Not hard. Yes. Not hard. There's a difference between the Tonys and the Oscars when it comes to precursors. Because with the Oscars, you have SAG, you have DGA, WGA, PGA. Those are all guilds that also vote for the Oscars. Right. And, and the so, momentum gets very clear. Exactly. Sort of as we get into which it is not at this point. Yes. There's a, when there's a momentum. And also because everything in the Oscars comes out in one season, everything is up for the same precursors. Right. That doesn't always happen for Broadway. Right, like I was looking over Drama Desk and realizing Kimberly Akimbo is not in anything because it was there last year. Exactly. Being, yeah. And Kimberly swept everything last year. Right. So it's hard to tell what everything's going for what. Uh, also, Drama Desk's and Outer Critic Circle and Drama League voters, both, the majority of them do not vote for the Tonys. Same thing with the nominators. There's no overlap. So when so what the drama desks, outer critics, and drama leagues can do, as you were saying, is provide momentum for some people, some shows. Totally. Um, but that also can be a double edged sword, and we'll talk about that with some of my predictions. I see. Um, yes. Yeah, so we're gonna get. Oh, I'm so okay. excited. I like Me have too. weird like gay chills. Oh, I'm. I, I got. I got a little chills. Yeah, myself. yeah, yeah. And it's not just because 
We are here together. To, for the first time ever. Yeah. And this is actually the first podcast I've actually gotten to record in a room, not over Zoom or a phone call. And already it's just so much. I like not yeah. staring at my own goddamn face. I know. I love staring at your face and not it's mine. It's so much better. It's it so, is much, so better. much better. Staring at my face, I mean. Yes, right. your I, absolutely. You. Yeah. Well, I just got, I got inspired <laughs> looking at you. I said, oh, Jonathan and I will absolutely have to do Tunnel of Love from Sideshow. Oh, absolutely. Violet. Absolutely. I'm emotionally a we violet. We could be related. It yeah, is absolutely. It is, I didn't quite put that together until we got in the well, same room. Well, that's percent. Emotionally, I'm a violet, and I feel like emotionally, you're more of a daisy. But, oh, a thousand percent. But vocally, we must flip. I don't know, though, because I want to belt the Sony like oh you want to tell that okay and then i'm gonna have to i'll then i'll have to mix i want mine yeah so okay here we go (laughs) see we've got it figured out if any producers are listening i'm available well she might be producing a 54 below show uh either by the end of this year or definitely in march of next year love yeah we can't say what but it's i we got we got approached it's for a big uh, a big songwriter who's dead so oh yeah he moved to the city and now he's dead Oh, my. Which, for some reason, Jonathan, we're all over the place, and this is a lot of energy. As I said, shot out of a cannon with this one. Uh, When we recorded the Evita episode, and we talked about the plot of Evita, how it starts all this stuff, this line is just stuck in my head forever. You're like, the show opens, and they go, Ava Perone, she's dead. (laughs) And and then I I responded with, she moved to the city, now she's dead. And that is... That's the plot of Evita. Truly. She moves to the big city, and then she dies. Basically. Pretty much. I just uh, rewatched that and re- well, we, that's another episode. The movie? Mm-hmm. Oh, if I ever decide to do a YouTube channel, which I won't because it's so much work and I'm lazy. Oh, God, yeah. The episode, first episode, will be titled Madonna is Bad in Evita, but it's not her fault. Right, right. Oh, we got to talk. After. We will talk. Anyway, okay, back to, Anyhow, the, back to Tony. Let's do some predictions, Jonathan. Let's do it. Uh, you're the guest. You pick. Pick a big one and then pick a small one and we'll go back and forth. Oh, you mean in terms of category? Yeah. Um, I'm. Oh, God, because that's tough, because I know what I think the gay rights category of Mm -hmm. this entire thing is, which is our uh, Best Supporting Actress in a Musical. Mm. Um, And it is by far, uh, like, throw a fucking dart at a dartboard and any of those women deserve to win. Sure. I, uh, I... it, it is by far the most competitive category, I would say. My, I would argue a different acting category, but we will get to that. Okay. Um, well, I'm not going to begrudge you this one, but I, I'm going to challenge you with another one. To be one. fair, though, this is the only one that I've seen pretty much all, like all the things in the category. Yeah. So like I can actually, I feel the most competitive in this category. This is where you can whip sure. out your Joe Mantello dick. And, and yeah, exactly. Oh, man. I, don't get me started on a Joe Mantello dick. Um that's another episode. And that's another episode. He's my idol. Um, so this is a category where uh, uh, I I actually do want to vote my heart, mm-hmm. um, which is I, I really would like to see Bonnie Mulligan take it. Yeah. Because I I adore... First of all, we are kind of like talking rags to riches story, right? Like girl mm-hmm. who was fucking clawing her way into this industry day after day, then got the biggest opportunity and proved time after time after time that she can knock it out of the park. Mm -hmm. And she is killing it in a show that I wouldn't say it's hard to kill it in, but like, man, to be the good thing and probably the biggest, one of the biggest shows of the season is like, 
I, I my heart I again I would be happy with any of them I, I would also have to say that uh, Natasha Yvette Williams seems to also be really fucking killing it mm-hmm. in Some Like It Hot but a special shout out to fucking Julia Lester and Ruthie Ann Miles too because Julia uh, uh, Julia Lester did something with a part that I uh, kind of like The Baker's Wife and Into the Woods that cannot get funnier than the original production yep. and yet yeah um, but I'm gonna go. I'm going Bonnie Mulligan. Awesome. So I I forgot that I did this. I did who I predict will win, who could possibly upset, and then who I would vote for. Mm. And sometimes there's overlap. I reading. Yeah. 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 Um, and first of all, I do want to give a shout out to Julia Lester. I my thoughts on this Into the Woods. I've spoken of before. I thought this revival was fine. I, it was not revelatory to me the way it was for other people. It was what, more about nostalgia. Yeah. What I will say absolutely, and it's really the cast I want to give the credit to, 1, is that they. Everyone found new laughs in that show in a way that didn't feel selfish or weird. 1,000%. But again, special shout out to To Julia and fucking uh, Borellis, which we'll get into that category because two of the most iconic... There are no other line reading. There are no jokes to be milled. No. And like what they both did was found those places where jokes were done Mm -hmm. and found the new joke that exists. Uh, It was brilliant. You're both brilliant. I'm thrilled that Lester got in there and I'm thrilled Borellis got in there. Same. I I always knew Borellis would get in. I, I, I very much stuck my claim I just that. She's ours now, right? She we is. can oh, all yeah. agree to that. Like, Absolutely. I want, I want her next musical. I want her to star in more musicals. Like, I, I yeah. like, let's just, she's ours now. She, and and she's, a, she's a theater girl, and I think she now feels comfy in the waters here. I was at, again, humble brag, I was at the uh, party that Into the Woods threw for their Grammy win, which was essentially a cover-up for, like, Vote for Us for Revival. Right. Again, in this industry we call show, do what you gotta do. Well, and this um, is a—I mean, the awards well, ceremony is all about campaigns. Absolutely, it, yes. And you don't get nominated without a campaign. Yes, and they were very smart to do like it was a rooftop party. There were drinks. There was food. No one gave a speech. You just went. I have my uh, pins from that <gasps> party. If you want one, Jonathan, that's your gift today. Oh my god! You get to pick two if you like. Oh my uh, god! But I, I met Sarah there, and I also and I met another Tony nominee, two Tony nominees there that I'll talk about in later categories. But I met Sarah, uh, and I had actually used to wait on her at the little beat table many years back and she didn't remember me but she loves that restaurant and was very kind and was just very charming and lovely and like clearly loves broadway and she's so thrilled with like the success that she's had there and she doesn't take it for granted she's just a lovely person and it i can't stress this enough guys when you network for this kind of stuff when you campaign it's not just the performance you're giving that helps i mean but also like to just be a person people like, and I'll right. get to this in a few other categories later, uh, really helps to just be a person. Believe it or not, there aren't that many in the theater community. Uh, <laughs> truly. Yeah. Uh, Although I, your biggest stars, some of them surprisingly are. Oh, like, some, like oddly. Oh, yeah. Well, but that's part of it, right? Absolutely. That's exactly what you're talking about. Oh, yes. We will, again, we'll get to them. But yes, some of the biggest legends, so fucking humble and so amazing. Humble. Um, it's sort of the thing where you've, when you've got nothing to prove. Totally. You can just be a person. And like, everyone also has their baggage, their damage. Even if like, like Mariah Carey got outed for being pregnant on Ellen and then had to like admit two days later that she actually had a miscarriage. Like, right. and that's Mariah fucking Carey. Right. She, everyone's got their stuff, shit. their shit that grounds them. So to, this is to say, 
I agree with you. I'm also voting for Bonnie Milligan. She's also who I do predict to win. I really hope so. I just, there is not, again, talking about good people. Mm -hmm. Like, this is somebody who shows up with the realness. Mm -hmm. Also, if anyone has not seen her and Natalie Walker do their shows together, if you want to witness the most talented insanity you've ever seen in your life. Also, I'm going to go ahead and say it, that fucking Bonnie gives the best could I leave you on the internet go look it up go i can't look it up i can't wait to look it up go look it up uh yeah no i bonnie is very beloved she's been she's been around and really as you said clawed her way in i knew seeing head over heels that that wasn't going to be her tony nomination no she was the best thing about it but that show for me was not it and so when people said oh she's going to get nominated it was like first of all the show's been closed for six months it wasn't successful deserve yes it, yes it I, I knew that all she needed was a 10% better show and she absolutely would get in and then if the show were 30% better she would win and I do think that is Kimberly Kimbrough yeah, yeah, yeah. if there's any upset honestly it would I I I hate to say the term I hate to say it but I do think if there's an upset it's Betsy Wolf just because really I would think Ruthie Ann Miles I think there's a bit of a wealth spread that voters would want to do I know that there are people who really enjoyed and Juliet and I, I think see. if there's any possibility, it is the I think the most potentially commercial successful it, after this. Yeah, like, uh, it, not to bash any of the no, others, but it I'm already hearing, it already is. It's the yeah. most commercially successful of all the new musicals this season in general. And I've spoken to a lot of voters who did like it, and they've all questioned like if they liked it enough to vote for it in the major categories, right? And I think what we've seen with these precursors, and again, the voting doesn't really overlap, but it gives you an idea of where the momentum is heading. And if and Juliet were going to win stuff at the Tonys, it would have won something, something by, by now. now. Yeah. yeah. And it hasn't. Uh, but that is... Featured Actress in a Musical is one of those things where, like, it could happen. Uh, if I think in a perfect world, if there was an upset, for me, it would be Julia Lester. But it's also really hard to win a Tony in a performance in a musical. That happened. That happened. So long ago. Exactly. Plays, it's, it's easier. And we'll get to that. Um, on that note, I want to go into... Uh, three predictions that voters sent in. Let's hope that these are actually predictions. Last time I did this, I got a whole bunch of personal questions. Uh, first one, Colton Ryan wins uh, for Leading Actor in a Musical. That is an opinion. We will get to that when we get to Leading Actor we, in a Musical. Yes, we will. Here we have a second one, right off the bat. Personal question. What color is your room, Matt? What color is my room, Jonathan? Well, the one that we are presently in is, I would call it eggplant. Yeah. Yeah. Very dark eggplant. We love it. Yeah. Um, that was the gayest answer I've ever given. And yet, it's because you're in my room. <laughs> uh, next one. Oh, here we go. It's Kimberly Akimbo's to lose. I'm kind of feeling a some like it hot upset. Okay, we will talk about that when we get to musical. That. Yeah, and next one after that. Another personal question. Any pets? People don't read when I'm like, send in your predictions. Then they're like, here's a personal question. Any pets? Well, at least we haven't gotten to a how big's your dick yet. You know? Well, I was that, gonna, that it will, it'll be yeah. in there, I'm sure. I, I, I was going to make a dick joke. <laughs> a- any pets? I've got one. His name is Harry, and he's 9,000 inches long. And I call him Harry because he isn't Harry. It's it's ironic, see? I see. Yes, okay. I see. All right, I'm going to do two now. Uh, I'm going to count. Oh, wait, no, you have another one. A small oh, one. Oh, yeah, a small category. Um... Would costume design of a play be? Sure, um, Because I was, uh, again, I haven't seen all of them, but I decided to look at images from all of them. And I yeah. just got to say, the the aesthetic of Fat Ham, mm. like the, the way that the color story is put together and the outlandishness with the realism, um, I, I feel like that is probably uh, my small category. 
um, prediction. I love that. I who do I have? I could also see it going to Fat Ham, which looks pretty good. Wait, uh, Fat Ham or Ain't No Mo? Uh, well, Ain't No Mo's my actual prediction, okay. but Fat Ham also looks... It's my number one of all the plays right now yeah. that I really want to see because I love Shakespeare and it looks amazing. Um, yes, I really loved Fat Ham. I, I do also want to say, um, the only reason I say between Fat Ham and Ain't No Mo is, A, uh, when you'd said, uh, you were looking at the photos of Fat Ham and then you said, I would also like Fat Ham to take it. I was like, is it your prediction or is it your heart um so i got confused for a second sorry yeah no i think i think my heart and my prediction is that it'll be ain't no mo okay um, um and that's only because i looked at the drama right. desk too and was like oh between the two i've also had a few people when i shared my love of fat ham on instagram uh i had a few white gays oh, no. dm me oh, and they no. said uh team ain't no mo here and i was like why are there different camps for these for, two plays. Right. Is it because they're both written by black? Like, like these are the black plays. So these, yeah, these are the gay black between, plays. Yeah. I'm like, no. You can love Ain't No Mo and say like, you know, just say, I like, no, I don't like Fat Ham. You don't have to include Ain't No Mo. Right. I, that's, I that's so weird to me. It's like, Although maybe it was just that they stand ain't no more, more and it just so happens. Sure, it, it, it just so happens to be that one, but yeah. I don't know. I th- I I smell a stunt. We're all a little prickly uh, uh, against the white gaze. Well, we aren't great, <laughs> and strange. No, we're, uh, no and strange Lou proved that to us. Listen, um, okay, costume design of play. I currently have my prediction as Life of Pi because those fucking puppets do they are, count as costumes? They do. Oh, well, and, that's a whole other see. In my yeah. mind that wouldn't oh, exactly no I, I no i okay i hate it if that does include yeah. it then yeah there's no way because that tiger is incredible looking yeah richard parker he's, yeah. A, he's a power bottom he, cro- he crosses his too right warhorse's uh puppets i think got a special tony they were not deemed part of the but he costumes. designed them right i don't think so no? I, think, I think it's I, I think that? i don't know right. they're because they're both british imports with probably no i'm racist against brits yeah and Just, puppets they're all the same and yeah. puppets oh obviously puppets. Uh, i wouldn't I would not like Life of Pido in costumes only because I think that puppets being in there is shenanigans. Well, and why I wouldn't have voted for it in the same place is, is exactly why I wouldn't give it scenic design either. Yeah. Is, uh, uh, like, it's actually fairly simple other than, you know, they might, they should get maybe lighting or something. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, well, that's, and that's co- like, he's wearing, like, white pants the whole time. Yeah. And that's the thing is, like, now that projections are a part of the scenic design nomination, it gets tricky. But it's that's sort of the world in which we live. We have to, we have to lean in. Uh, I could see a possible upset in costume design of a play for Leia Polstadt. Oh, really? Because it is a period piece. It goes through about eighty years of okay. Vienna, and and it's one of those nominations where it's like I can see nominators seeing it and be like, ah, oh, yes, period piece. Right. Here so many costumes. Exactly. In the same way that the Oscars always do that. They're yeah, like, we yeah, go for yeah. period piece or we go for sci-fi. Right. Rarely does it go for contemporary costumes. Right. I would love for it to go to Fat Ham or Ain't No More. Those, between those two is actually who I would I mean, for. when I was looking at images, I was like, I mean, mm-hmm. talk about concept. Absolutely. Um, I think my final who I'd vote for actually is Ain't No More. Uh, there's very versatile, uh, inventive comedic costumes. Um, yeah, that's what I got. All right. I'm going to do... Sorry, my mouth was full of chipotle. Um, all right, I'm going to do orchestrations. Okay. And featured actress in a play. Okay. Because I would argue featured actress in a play is the most 
competitive category of See, this year. Because I haven't seen all the plays. For me, it's uh, tough to have an, any opinion oh, on it. Sure, sure, sure. Um, first of all, I want to say I may or may not have done a post a, uh, a week or two ago where I did uh, best daddy, best call me daddy performances of the year, uh-huh. and I included Miriam Silverman from Sign and Sydney Brewstein's window. She saw it, she commented, and uh, I sat across from her today at the drama desks, and I didn't have the heart to be like, "That, that was, was me." me. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at her and I was like, "There she is." I did that. Uh, I'm really curious to hear your prediction of this, though, because mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but great things about all of these shows. Exactly. You're like, I, I I, wouldn't even know how you could pick. That's... Because cost of living... Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious because... So, I also saw... I met Katie Sullivan at the Into the Woods party, and talked to her and Martina, the playwright of Cost of Living, and I said to Katie, I was like, your category is the daddy category this year. Because it's just like, you're all fucking bangers. Any one of you could or should win. It's just so up in the air. And there's not a single scenario where I would be upset with any of the winners. Right. Um, I currently have Miriam as my winner of, of the night. She is, I think, the only one who's in a currently running play. Because Crystal Lucas Perry ain't no more. That's closed. Kara and Katie are closed. And then who is the fifth? Um... Uh, uh, the oh is... Nikki uh, Nikki Crawford yes uh, Fat Ham so she, you know, she's also in a show that's open Nikki I'm so fucking glad that Nikki is in because I saw it and I was like oh god I love this performance I wanted to get recognized I'm not short Will it's yeah, just yeah, so yeah. Oh, I can't wait to see it oh you're I, you're gonna love it I, Hamlet of course yeah, yeah you're gonna I can't wait it's and it's just there's so much humor and joy it's so good but um I'm glad she's in. Miriam has sort of that track that usually helps a featured performance in a musical where it's like they kind of come in, fuck shit up for a little while and then leave uh-huh. because the majority of that play comes from the perspective of these toxic, you know, lack of a better term, woke 60s people and like these artists, bohemians uh-huh. who like talk about their feelings, but they're all broken inside and just like nasty to each other. But uh-huh. they all have the same uh, progressive politics or so, like, how can we be bad like we all like we all think in the correct way it's like yes no you're on the right side of history politically but as people you're you're you're, you're actually awful right. um and Miriam's character isn't an awful human being she's just very conservative uh in the way that a lot of people at that time were and she's the only adult in the room uh-huh. and she comes in like two or three times for these you know not brief but you know 5 to 10 minute scenes and just like fucking pisses all over the floor in a way that's not um, over the top and then leaves without batting an eyelash. And it's sort of, it's a tonic that we need uh-huh. and in that play to like get away from the Rachel Brosnahan, Oscar Isaac, like I'm an artist and stop saying mean things to me. I love you, even though we're terrible for each other, like that kind of right, shit. Right, 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 right. And then just Miriam comes in being like, I know how the world works. It's not great, but I get it. And it's amazing. When you give an amazing performance and a role that the show like needs, yep. like that- it's, it's the Bonnie thing because as and I it, one, yes yeah. exactly I yes. love I love Kimberly but part of the reason why Bonnie's role is so necessary we need is, it. yes up we until need then it. we haven't had anybody who's just been nice and good to Kimberly right we have her parents who try but they're also messes and then right. like Deborah's also a mess but in a way where it's like she it doesn't prevent her from being a good companion to Kimberly right so we're thrilled for that and then Bonnie just again pisses all over the floor Ugh, and and also manages to stay out of the like 
she could have gone like hard lesbian lady yep. on stage because yep. it's got like all of the makings of a like Melissa McCarthy like Anna Gasteyer was the original one yeah um, and so like uh, it, it totally could have fallen into so many traps and yet she managed to play that real yeah anyway I don't want to go back I, 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 to my the, prediction about I just, it. the way she goes oh hey you guys when she comes out of the window is so amazing uh, so uh, um, my upset my upset for this if it's not Miriam uh, I have this Katie Sullivan from Cost of Living. Uh-huh. And maybe it's because I like I met her. I don't know. I saw her also at the Theater World Awards. She's just been everywhere. She and Martina have been everywhere. They've been really campaigning for the play and making sure people remembered it. And they're fucking fun as hell. We got drunk at that Into the Woods party uh-huh. we, we, and talked about being cocaine skinny. It was great. Oh. Um, yeah, it's, it's nice. But... I don't know. It's and it's one of those things where like Katie's also kind of like something you need in Cost of Living because that play is such a downer and her character's not positive. She's actually quite toxic and awful, but she's fucking funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she does it in, like she's also not afraid to just be nasty. Um and that's really refreshing and it's yeah, there's just a whole lot there. I still probably would vote for Miriam again in that in that sign in Sydney Brewstein's window. I was just like, "Oh, thank God an adult." I mean, her life is also a mess, but at least she's got her shit together. Right. Um, I would probably also choose that only because she won the drama desk and I know nothing about this category. Yeah. So, the, the, I, the momentum seems to be going for her. But again, who the fuck knows? Who the fuck yeah. knows? And I'm sure I'm going to get a, 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 somebody messaging me. I like, would like to see Fat Ham take some stuff, though, mm-hmm. I, because I think the potential that that gives me the vibes of a play that will have um, a strong regional life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would really like to see it take some stuff so it can run a little longer. And Absolutely. Gain, gain a little a little recognition. Absolutely. At the very least, we can call it Tony winning and not just Tony nominated. All right. Three more. Uh people okay what are the newest shows i'll be there first weekend in august i'm up to date on all that's not a prediction uh the newest shows once upon a one more time i saw it this past weekend i'm going in next week okay we'll talk uh i will say i'm not the biggest fan of and juliet but i walked out of once upon a one more time and went oh it's not that easy to be and juliet right um, right Wow. Yeah. Listen, no one tries to make a bad show. Everyone aims to do a good job. Totally. So it's, I don't love shitting on stuff. The only two musicals that I like openly shit on are Paradise Square and Finding Neverland. Paradise Square just because Garth Drabinsky can suck a fat one. And he... I Truly. And I know for a fact that he fully ruined that show. Um, Whatever its potential was, he just like decided it's going to be the next lame is and it died. But uh, Finding Neverland, I can also tell you for a fact, no one who worked on that had any artistic integrity they were just like this will make money i saw it three times because i had friends that were understudies for leads i'm so sorry i know i felt my time wasted and you could only you could only see like a glitter tornado as a redeeming quality once you know and guess what once upon a one more time also has oh a a glitter glitter tornado tornado. that listen if there's something that's gonna save a musical Mm -hmm. it is glitter in the air it is put pyrotechnics put like oh my confetti oh my god confetti will save a number do you think rat tat 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 and funny girls a showstopper because the choreography is good no it's because they shoot fucking confetti out of the audience i just where were the stairs where Where was any stairs um best actress winner thanks matt Koplik. does that mean wait does that mean i'm the best actress winner Matt oh, Coplick. that was a prediction. Um, oh, the- uh, you, uh, you is the best actress winner. I support that. Yeah. Wow, I mean, that is a long one. It is a long that one. I mean, is- let me be very clear, guys. 
I do an amazing Julie Jordan. I just need the right Billy Bigelow opposite me. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're asking us to get to Best Actress, yes, we will get to them. Uh, third one, at least two acting winners will thank the writers and mention the WGA strike. Oh, please. I hope they oh, all do. Everyone was just mentioning at the, at the drama desks, and that shit wasn't even on television. <laughs> I'm like, who do you think you're like changing the minds of right, right now? We're, we're all in we're agreement. All here. Literally 90% of this room just voted on a strike. Yeah, it's like, hello, chamber, meet Echo. Uh, the first two will get a standing ovation, and then the third actor will be criticized for virtue signaling. So I want to say, at the Drama League Awards, are you familiar with the Drama Leagues? No. It's a thing. Um, <laughs> the Drama Leagues are something you can buy your way into. You literally like pay for a membership. And the way that it works is, you know, they have best production of a play, musical, revival of a play, revival of a musical, best direction of a play, direction of a musical, and then best singular performance. And... It uh, covers Off-Broadway and Broadway together, uh, and then performance, plays, and musicals together, all genders together, and there's only one winner. And lately, the winners have been a bit more of like, we love your career, uh, even if this performance wasn't the performance. Like, here it goes. Like, Sutton Foster won last year for The Music Man over a lot of other people, and I love Sutton. But that is not her best performance. No. And, like, I love her. I've been waiting for... And Once Upon a Mattress, I don't think, is too, totally it either. Um, although it's much closer. Yeah. For me, I was like, this uses none of her strengths. None. None. But... but back to... Back to the thing, yeah. To. I only say this because I, I don't want to be like the drama desks and go way too over. Uh, or the theater world and go way too over. Or the drama leagues and go way too over. Uh, drama leagues. So it's like a lunch and starts at 11 and everyone's already drinking and people have matinees or evening shows. It was on a Friday. And all the nominees for best performance sit on stage. It's very MGM canteen where, like, they're all eating in together and... Uh, Frank Delello was introducing all the nominees one by one in sort of like groups of eight. And then there would be a break for some food and then another group of eight. And the point was that everyone was supposed to say like 20 seconds of like, thank you so much. This means so much to me, blah, blah, blah. Now, some people felt that it was important for them to speak for five minutes. Yes. And uh, I will just say this. No one's that grateful. No. And uh, there were two winners at the Theater World Awards last night. Actually, a handful, but two in particular culprits who are like basically holding the room hostage Ugh. i'm gonna i'm gonna speak for 10 minutes Ugh. and i really don't mean to be heterophobic but <laughs> but everyone it. at the drama desk the theater world and the drama leagues who spoke the longest were straight men don't they have enough don't they have enough <laughs> must you also take all of the time and well because then it also makes uh people who have to follow them later on be like fuck i gotta rush this now like poor jody comer the theater world last night she gave a beautiful speech that she could have taken a little more time with if she wanted to but she didn't because men men were like uh, including a fucking tony nominee who took his award spoke for 10 minutes the pianist tried to like playfully play him off and he was like i see you we can have a battle off right here, right now, if you want. And then, like, spoke for another two minutes, went back to his seat a little bit later, didn't applaud for any of the other winners, and then left halfway through the ceremony. Ugh. I don't care who you are, how famous you think you are, douche move. Jessica Chastain stayed until the bitter end of the Drama Desk Awards that until will... she had to go to her fucking 7 o'clock show. Is it just me or, like... First of all, I don't know if she's done Broadway before, but she feels One. like she feels like she is living her life right now. Like she yeah. loves being on. Like she's doing all the press tours. She's at every, everything. Like she, I, I have been really impressed with how fucking classy she has been yeah. as someone who I've watched lots of stars take turns on mm. Broadway. Uh, 
She. This is her second, okay. but but this is the one where she really kind of is is her jesting. Yes, because it was so, the the heiress. She was uh, I think only one time Oscar nominee, maybe two times. But the heiress did not do well. She was not well received. I didn't like her in the. And heiress. also, was it not about her? Was it was she the lead? She was the lead, okay. but like she wasn't on the posters. Yeah, like her name yeah, was, yeah. but it, like they, the only reason they're doing this is because it's her. Jessica Chastain. Yeah. she's front and center. She's also coming right off of her Oscar win, and it's a much well-regarded production and yes i so i will i can say at the drama leaks and at the drama desks so i'm about to do a double-edged sword thing which brings me back to my point jessica chastain was so honest at drama desks was so thankful she was like i'm gonna try to keep this short she did go on for a minute but she's allowed she wore a beautiful green dress or not green dress uh, like green pantsuit uh and like it just was it was earnest but it wasn't it wasn't I am the moment. It was I'm so grateful and like I take the work seriously and I'm so thankful that you think that the work I take seriously has been good. Yeah. Le- less I am great, I am the moment, and more I am so appreciative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There have been a lot of people this season I've seen at these awards shows where they think they are the moment. Where the, ju- the double edged sword goes with jo- Jessica Chastain is at the Drama League Awards. Um, <laughs> God, fuck. I don't know how we got here. Oh, uh, she gets up to say a little bit, and then she and Audra McDonald and Ben Platt were presenting the Best Musical and Best Play awards, and so they just kind of had to sit there while everyone while the day went on. And Jessica gets up for uh, for her bit because they're going in alphabetical order, and she's like, "I I went to Juilliard, and it was so wonderful." She goes, "And I just got to say, Audra, like we had to do this one class where we had to be like simple and dropped in, and I I used for my exercise I lip synced to your Mr. Snow, and just like thank you it was like a it was a great moment. I was like so sweet, so specific, right." And everyone, like, laughed and, and applauded. And then, wouldn't you know, like, the next person got up and was like, I first saw Audra and Porgy and Bess. And oh, like, and then no. it, it became a... Yeah, uh, it became a running uh, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is why I got, brought this up, because someone was saying, uh, two people will mention the writer's strike and everyone will applaud and the third person will do it and they'll be like, you're uh, virtue, virtue signaling. signaling. Yeah. I will say, I, I love my actor friends and I love my writer friends. If ever there has been a greater argument for writers it's watching actors at non-televised award ceremonies just talk talk forever so no editing and then not realize when the bit is done right when the 15th actor got up and he was like so i first met audra thinking like they were hilarious it's like this stopped being funny 10 people ago to the point and like you could just tell audra was like this is this i'm done please stop please stop please stop especially because she's got to put pleasant face on exactly she's on the fucking stage and then unfortunately will swenson was nominated and so when he got it to say my experience with audra it actually was funny because ha 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 he's married to her and hopefully that's the period on that that should have fucking been the period (laughs) but yet it made the rest of the alphabet after him go all right it's funny it's it's funny again oh, and i'm like no it's oh, not god. we'll recognize the right moment to finish it that should have been the exclamation point period actors anyway i love them i hate them um same z's all right so that is that person's prediction uh how are we doing on time oh great we've still got some time. Yeah, well we got plenty of time but I, what what we got to do now is sorry i feel like i'm on the amount of cocaine that i always say broadway should be on to pick up the tempo on shit but on that note let's take a break And we're back. Oh my goodness. Thank oh, God. Last time you were on, Jonathan, I wasn't on a network and I didn't have commercial breaks. Now I do. Oh, you have 
commercials? Well, yeah. So, are they hiring? Do they need people? No. Just uh, I mean, do you want to work for the truck company that's been advertising lately? Is that is that so? You, do you have any say in like who advertises? Do you partner with them? No. No. no it's just, um, also, congratulations on getting picked up. I. Uh, 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 always value your opinion and your words and you are somebody who I think is like building your own sort of, uh, uh, I don't want to call it critiquing because I, I don't feel like that's, uh, that's quite the nuanced word of what you do. Cause you are a critic, but you are, uh, you write with so much love that it's so hard to assign it that word. You Thank know, you. I find that you're very balanced. That's so, very kind of you. Uh, I'm happy to see that you are continuing to build your brand you know what i mean yeah. Yeah. well i i will say i don't really want to be a critic i am more somebody who uh loves theater and just have not seen the discourse publicly be what i think is necessary yeah and good like holding everyone accountable but doing it in a way that's like not shitty mean yeah like not mean we've got i recently had a friend i used to be very opinionated and very uh uh, harsh. Sure. And that is something I've let go over time and just like started to enjoy myself and not hold things to the standard that I have in my head, but instead accept them for what they are. And I think that's part of being part of processes as they go on. And like you said, no one tries to make a bad show. No. Nobody wants their, I mean, maybe like there is some producer's scenario where like that's in their best interest, but like. A springtime for Hitler. Right. Like, uh, but uh, I, I, I can't, I can't say that I've personally seen it. No. Um, Um, I mean, listen, sometimes it's nice to be catty. It just it's it feels good sometimes. It feels good sometimes. It's it's like the equivalent of like a, of having to make yourself vomit if you have food poisoning. It's like right. I like you know what? I, I need to get this bile out. You get three good Judies together, a glass of Sauvignon Blanc like we have, <laughs> and you're like, can I say some cunt? Yeah, and then can, you're can I be bitter about this show? Exactly. Just for a minute, like say, just say, like I just need to say this nasty thing. I don't truly feel it, but like I just need to say it in a really mean way, not uh, not on main in any way, and I can move on. And then you do, and then you look back and you go. I'm glad that I got that on my system because now I can talk about it in a much more productive well, that's way. That's the other thing. There's so, right now the uh, people's access to the internet makes me just a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I have not been on the internet quite as much recently because it just feels everyone's got an opinion and boy are they like they cut like glass, man. Like nuance is not. Uh, yeah. Well, not to. This is actually where I will be shitty. Um, I think a lot of people's uh, artistic opinions are trash because. <laughs> No, and I'll say this. I've had to talk to friends sometimes whose, like, parents come into town, and they're like, I'm like, well, my mom just wants to see, like, a good time, and, you know, she doesn't, she wants to turn her brain off and, like, enjoy herself. And I'm like, okay, is that all she expects from a show? Like, she doesn't want any stimulation in any right. way? And, the, uh, like, another person will be like, oh, but, like, well, my dad, you know, he works hard, he, he want, when he goes to see a story, he just wants to be taken away. I'm like, you know, we all do. But also, like, if that's the only thing you want, that part of your brain is gonna die. That like has that can engage empathy, right? It's not, and, not, and I don't mean to just like criticize boomers. It's the same thing with Gen Z too, where it's just, like if it's not your story on stage, you don't like it, you can't relate, right? And I'm like, or you hate it, or you hate it, or it's problematic. Like any queer story that doesn't match a certain queer person's experience is Im- immediately problematic. My partner and I just had a conversation about problematic shows and he was like, but honestly, what show on Broadway doesn't have some kind of little bit of controversy surrounding it in some That's what makes it interesting way. Um, be it from Some Like It Hot to Here Lies Love to like every yeah. little show's got like a little, because that's where we're at. Yeah. You know? Well, and, and I will also say, I talked about this with PJ, uh, PJ Azuma, everybody, 
who I love. He's, he's awesome. We used to cater together. I When I storied that you were going to be on, he was like, I love that bitch! Um, <laughs> we've I, slopped people's spit wine together. <laughs> love that. Uh, what we were talking about is, and I'll, I'm going to write something about this at some point, because the thing is, even though I'm writing these like critiques and whatnot, I am also like, a creative writer. I have a play that's, you know, we're being developed and being read by a whole bunch of uh, theaters and producers right now in hopes of doing something with it. Yeah. Um, and I still that's have my... me clapping into the mic for those Thank that you. didn't see me gay clap into I, the mic. I still have my equity card. Um, I just uh, was filmed singing for the first time in years yesterday. Yes. Uh, that's going to be on Instagram at some point, not via my account, but via uh, my friend Tyler's. But point is, is that like, I am still kind of in the community a little bit. Yes. Um, I'm not an outsider in any way and I don't want to burn bridges, but I also feel that we do need to have these honest conversations because the truth is that everything I'm saying isn't stuff that only I feel. So many people in the Broadway community actually have negative opinions about stuff. They're just all too afraid to say it totally. because everyone's egos. And I do mean the word ego. I just met with an agent yesterday who like didn't like that. I said the word ego and I talked about, like Broadway creatives. He's like, no, it's not that everyone, no one's egotistical. It's just, it's everyone's sensitive. And I'm like, that's exactly what it is though. Be- you mean in the psychological term? Yeah. Ego. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it, people, when you criticize, have one. when you criticize somebody's uh, work in this profession, you are criticizing them because ultimately it's an extension of who yes. they are. And I yes. absolutely, I get that, which is why I feel if you're going, if you don't have, positive opinions about something that someone has done and they genuinely want your response about it you have to ask yourself how do i say this in a way where they will hear it absorb it and not necessarily be offended that takes a lot of skill and nuance and i've had to learn for a long time how to do it oh yeah uh because i've i've made that mistake in the past luckily i've never done it in print on social media i learned how to do it in person first and then yes and then on this podcast but yeah i mean that's just sort of how I approach the critiquing. And I guess that's also why no one who follows me who's on Broadway has like unfollowed me yet. Right. Yeah. If I, the moment I get like Kanti, I'm sure PJ would be like, uh, these are too mean now. I got to unfollow. I got to go. Yeah. I got to go. Can't be associated. Yeah. All right. Take, take it away, baby. Um, are we doing another big category? Float, and then... um, let's do, let's knock a couple of tech ones out of the way. Let's do both sound designs. Get it out. Oh gosh. Um, see, I... this is where I have almost absolutely zero opinion. No, no offense to sound designers. Although I will say sound designers as a whole, mm-hmm. um, I'm upset. Um, and here is why. I am upset because a lot of our musicals sound very far away. Uh huh. I saw Sweeney Todd and I felt like the sound was extremely far away. And actually, a few of the other ones that I'm feeling are not here. Um, uh, in a musical, I'm going to give it to Shucked because Shucked rocked, like, Shucked was the, A, we'll get to best musical category, but mm-hmm. Shucked for me is such a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I I'm I'm hearing that score when I saw it. I mm-hmm. felt like I I really uh, although I guess sound design is more than just the mics and the thing like we're well yeah the about. balance and and swimming in the music yeah I I talked about this on on the pod uh, I threw my shoe when Sweeney Todd got that sound design nomination because I'm like you didn't have to do that it you could have given that nomination to. Uh, parade or Kimberly I was, Cambo. I like okay. No shade toward Sweeney Todd because I do think it's going to be a great cast recording. They, they yeah, I actually I do think that album I, will I be think good. it's going to be maybe one of the top Sweeney Todd albums. They all sound fantastic. Mm-hmm. But my biggest complaint was I was like, you hired a twenty six piece orchestra because 
I can't hear it. I literally like there. I know that show word for word for word, having done it, been obsessed with it. I could not hear part yeah. like a big part. I I felt. Um, I want. I don't need it to be loud. I don't think no. the show needs to be loud. But music affects you because it literally vibrates inside of you. Mm-hmm. And there's been this tendency recently to move sound to make it feel like it's coming from the stage, mm-hmm. which I do love when something feels acoustic. But it was the problem with fucking Strange Loop too, where I was like, huh, mm-hmm. huh, and I'm I'm 39, so like maybe my hearing's going, but like I don't think that's true. No, <laughs> I the night that I saw it. Uh, Sweeney Todd, I could hear, I could understand all the lyrics. Well, or say, I could hear the lyrics. I couldn't always understand them because the dialect coach clearly went to Albania during rehearsals. That See, that's me being shady. But also, y'all come at me because do you really think that the dialects in that show are good? They're not. They're just objectively not. But that's also, it was clear that that was not important to them. That's an artistic choice. We move on. But while I could hear the words... The orchestra sounded so muted and They're so mute and like the the, the draw for yeah. me was if there's anything that I've wanted in a Sweeney revival it's big. I want to be I want to be swimming in that music. I want and like okay you got rid of the whistle fine. Um but like no. I want that same tension to live in my bones and like I just was I was really disappointed that I I I thought it was going to feel like I wanted to feel the timpani like vibrating in my feet, you know? Yeah. The, the tempos also were on the cautious side. It's this I've talked about it before. We don't have to get into it too much because we're talking about sound design, but I found this revival to be very sort of um meticulous like um museum curator gloves where in terms of the text in terms of you know we don't want to fuck with it too much the show works on its own totally. we're not doing anything weird with it outside of the choreography and i don't mind that i don't need no. you i don't need you to like fuck around with it but i do need some fucking guts in there i need energy and i need yeah, i need intention. it was missing some stakes for me a little yeah bit. some but meat that's, yeah some blue that's, that's another yeah. we'll get to my revival yeah. of a musical uh, my vote for sound design i th- i feel like it's so random Part of me is like, I wonder if Into the Woods will win sound design of a musical. Just because it deserves to win some things. Yeah. Um, well, and again, I'm not in love with that revival, but I will say that was a case where I could hear every word and I felt 1, like and I felt like the music was around Balanced, me. yeah. Um, and I only saw it at City Center, so I, I can't speak I to it. both my phones. Oh, well, I'm poor. I don't know if you heard that at the top of the episode. No, I, <laughs> I'm... What it is, Jonathan, is that I'm incredibly slutty and well-connected, so I get invited I a lot. I see. Oh, I see. See, I'm uh, a hermit, so nobody I go, cares about I me. go down to go downtown. I see. I see. Mm-hmm. You still have your youth, you know. You have your looks. <laughs> You're pretty fish. Uh-uh. Yeah, I have Into the Woods winning this category oh, with great. a possible upset of New York, New York. Uh, though I would vote for Into the Woods. Uh, yeah, I mean, I also think Shucked could, could get in there, too. This is one of those things where I feel like a lot of the below-the-line categories could actually spread some wealth around. Totally. Just based off of who I've been talking to as voters, like, there hasn't been a general consensus for a lot of categories, which makes me feel like there's not going to be an overwhelming sweep. Um, and if there is going to be an overwhelming right. sweep, I do think I know what musical it's going to be, and yeah. we'll get to that. Yeah, I, I, I feel like I understand what you're saying. Yeah, sound design of a play. Uh, I predict a doll's house, possible upset of Prima Facie, and I would vote for a doll's house. Uh, you haven't seen either of these productions. I haven't have seen any of them, so I have zero. Uh, so a doll's house is very minimalist, but one of the major things is like everyone's speaking essentially at a whisper. And the sound design makes you feel like you're listening you're to an audible. Private conver- I love yeah. that. Okay, that's 
very fierce. Yeah, without sounding super amplified. It's very impressive. And then Prime FACE, just there's a lot of different sound effects in the way that they'll sometimes contort. It's on the top of my list yeah. of things I'd like oh, to see. You fucking better if you can. If you can. Uh, <laughs> Does anybody want to take me? Nobody? Great. I have a list of people who would take you, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, y'all. He's got a partner. Um, who do you have for uh, sound design of a plea? No one. I, no. I don't have an opinion on that. I'll, I'll, I'll kowtow to what you believe. Um, okay. Just because... Uh, we'll take it. I, I, I'm happy to have opinions on musicals and uh, sure. acting and other categories like that. Yeah. Uh, well, we've knocked out the sound design then. Um, let me do three uh, of our submissions. Someone will say, history has been made tonight. Well, I guess that depends on whether history gets made that night. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what category. Oh, uh, I, I, well, we'll get to other predictions, but I do think uh, there's one. There, there are, uh, yeah, yeah, there are a handful of categories where history could, be could made. definitely be made. Um, and I definitely see two potential winners saying that. Yeah. Uh, one in a very earnest way and one in an I am the moment way. But, oh, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to say who. I'm not even going to say what categories because surprise, bitch, it may not be the category you're thinking of. Again, I've been in the room for a lot of these things. I've seen a lot of people accept awards. But I will also say being in the room has been very influential towards some of these predictions later. Actually, I said that earlier anyway. I'm, I'm repeating myself. It's been a day. Uh, Noah Galvin, Ben's boo, will not seem excited to be there. Um... I don't know if that could possibly be true if your partner's nominated for a Tony. Um, so this is not a Noah thing. I'm not going to say who. I was told about a person that I know who is a Tony nominee. Uh-huh. And the night of the Tonys when this person was nominated, their person would not walk the red carpet with them because it, quote, would be all about them. Ew. I know. Uh, that's to say, this is what I mean when I say, like, believe it or not, guys, this community is not all sunshine and rainbows, because if you're not taking care of your own mental health and your own, like, shit, yeah. you can't be I'm there sorry for others. To whoever that was, that that was their partner. They know who they are. Um, third one, and then we'll move on. Jessica Chastain will cheer super enthusiastically for her fellow nominees, despite having seen none of the shows this season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 She's a supportive bitch. Wanna know why? Because that woman has nothing to prove. She's done the thing. She's also, she has complete control of herself and has cleaned up her house. So she doesn't need to look at your house and, and have any opinion about it. She's just pleased that you're also in the room where it She happens. has probably a million dollar movie lined up after all of this. Ten like, million like dollar she, movies. She don't, she don't care. No. She's, girls, she's here for a good time. Like, she's also, like, her name is in the history books already, you know? Yeah. With her nomination, with her Oscar win, her Emmy nomination. Her incredible talent. Incredible talent and beauty. That hair, my God. Uh, yeah, true. Also, I will say this. Um, not to, like, brag about having now been in the room with Jessica Chastain twice, but... There's a difference. Some people, like, you can tell why they're movie stars. Because you see them and you're like, oh, you are breathtaking. Honestly, talking of one of the predictions earlier, Colton Ryan, when I saw him in, uh, uh, whatchamacallit? New York, uh, New York? Al- no, Alice by Heart. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember sitting in the audience being like, that kid's going to be super... You just have famous face. Yeah. Like, you've just got famous face. He's got I don't, famous hair, too. I don't, I don't know... Yeah, famous hair, too. Like, I don't know what that means, but I'm looking at you just knowing that you're going to be in a movie one day. And yeah. Like, that's just how it's going to be. It's just how it's going to be. Listen, some people are just very lucky and white, but... Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I say this as someone who is unlucky and white. Uh, listen, listen. This nose is not going to take care of itself. 
Uh, Jonathan, give give me give me some uh, another big category. Whatever you want, baby. Let's see. Um, what do I what do I feel like I have a big opinion on? Um, you know, I don't want to get into the too big. Like we should save like our best musicals and that. Oh, right, music. Let's do musical play, uh, and then actor and actress in a musical. Actually, no. This this will do. We're gonna save musical. Uh huh. Revival of a musical. Yes, because that's also actress in a musical, and then actor in a play. Okay, for yeah, the yeah, end. yeah. Okay, so then I would like to do Best Actor in a Musical. Grand. As our next big category. Mm-hmm. Um, and I absolutely want nothing more than this to go to Jay Harrison Gee. That's, uh, that is, uh, again, sort of similar to Bonnie watching somebody that has literally paid their fucking dues yeah. and been working so hard in this industry and unapologetic in every bit of their work Mm -hmm. um controversial and not um and like holding their head high and like giving a fucking stellar performance in a musical that you know we'll see what takes best musical but uh having uh jay harrison win they they would uh uh, certainly be the draw of that production after taking that award home. Absolutely. Well. And of course, speaking of history being made, that would be yeah. one of the... Uh, I, I'm, I would be really excited to see some of our non-binary friends take some trophy. 1,000%. Jay is somebody who, from the little that I've interacted with them, is someone who is like noble in themselves, but is not... Uh, standoffish and austere like it's there's a difference between taking yourself seriously and just like thinking well of yourself right Jay thinks very well of themselves but they're not like I am it right which they seem very relaxed exactly about this whole thing it's the Audra it's the Jessica where it's like meant to be here just meant to be here I don't need to say anything I know know I'm meant to be here but it is but it also like is humbled by every recognition that they get which is wonderful to see Um, I can of course see Ben Platt taking it when you take on this is we're talking like a Sweeney type role where uh, if you uh, just the nature of being good in it means that you're you're a mama rose it's that you're a contender just by the nature of not fucking it up yeah there's a a world in which I see Parade getting four wins that night, and a uh-huh. world where I see it getting two. Uh-huh. Uh, I would, I probably would vote for Ben overall, if only because I liked Parade more than I liked Some Like It Hot. Which I think is a fair argument. That said, I do have Jay as my winner. That is who I'm predicting. And, if, and when Jay wins, because I do think this is, of all the acting categories in a musical, I think this one is the closest thing to a lock, and I'll tell you why um, featured actor in a musical may not be quite the lock people think it is. Even though it's a, I would, I think this is pretty much a lock. I'm not mad about it. This is not a, even though it's maybe not my number one, it's probably my number two of the category. Right. And it's not like, it's not, you know, miles apart from each other. It's, sim- if I, if I like some like it hot 15% more, I probably would pitch it in my number one spot. Right. Um, for me, I will always vote for the underdog, right? Yeah. And like, even though Ben is I usually do. Yeah. Even though Ben is incredibly talented um, and uh, can almost do no wrong other than the Dear Evan Hansen movie. No. Sorry, that's not his Well, fault. what the Dear Evan Hansen movie did was it made him the underdog for Parade. Yeah, truly. Um, but I will always vote for the person that didn't come from... <laughs> Money. 
funny. The, yeah. Yeah. Like the, uh, 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 especially uh, a person of color who is making their way in this world yeah. a path that they are creating for themselves. Listen, I will also say this. We have seen Nepo babies come and go in this industry. Yeah. Those that have the talent stick around. And Ben Platt is one of our stars. Same. Like I, we, I, I think he, yeah. that is not too diminished. I'm th- yeah. This, this is for my children out there who are like Nepo baby. I'm like, Jamie Lee Curtis is a Nepo baby. And I, I defy you to go up to her and tell her she doesn't deserve anything she has. 1,000%. And, I like, listen, just because someone had access doesn't mean that they weren't deserve- You, We yeah. can begrudge the fact that the pipeline exists, but they didn't create the fucking pipeline. No, they, listen, we all use what we got, and, and the nepotism got them in the room. It's not what kept them Susan in the room. Susan Sarandon's daughter did one movie, and one movie only. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so it's like- uh, it it isn't only the nepotism, though it is helpful. But in a category like this, where I see two performances that I think yeah. might be equal, my my inclination is the person that deserves this in their career needs this boost in yeah. order to launch them to the stardom that they deserve. Exactly, and I think it's also it's such an easy choice where it's like it all just lines up. Where it's like wonderful performer, super well liked. The moment is them. They are doing a wonderful job. Right. It's a chance to award some like it hot, which um. I will say, despite it, you know, winning the drama desk in the Outer Critics Circle and the Drama League, the rooms have not been as receptive to its wins as you would think. It's, yeah, it does. A, it does feel a little bit when I've been there when they've accepted their awards. The room has been like, "Well, you are our second choice, really." Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I also say this about um, someone who won the director award of the Drama League. Fuck it, I'll just say it. When Lear Debesnay won director of a musical for Into the Woods, as well as an honorary award that night. That afternoon, I should say. The whole ballroom was, like, kind of tepid with her applause. And I don't know her personally. Um, I thought she did an okay job with Into the Woods. But I sat there confused. I was like, y'all voted for her. Right, Why aren't right. you cheering? Right. So the fact that she won and yet wasn't cheered was interesting to me. Which makes me feel like directing direction of a musical is actually between Michael Arden and Jessica Stone. Mm. But that also makes me uh, watch every time Some Like It Hot has won. And the applause has always been like... Yeah, pretty good. But every time Jay has either won or been mentioned, it's been a lot louder. Right. So it definitely feels like everyone's super on board with them. To me, they feel like the draw. Like, yeah. if there's any reason that I'm going to go see it other than I love a jazzy score and uh, I was in listening to it the other day, I was like, okay, bangers, lots of bangers. A lot, um, lot of big music. A lot of big music. Um, uh, but I... I feel like they are the draw, so you reward that. Yeah, you know? it's also that is the role of that story every time. It's Jack Lemon got nominated for the Oscar, right? Robert Morris right. got nominated for the Tony. Like that's the role. Um, so yeah, no, I'm definitely down for that. Uh, ben would be my vote still, but again, it's like it's very close with that. I mean, right. Jay, Jay is who I predict to win. I have a slight fear, just a slight fear, Jonathan, of uh, Josh Groban possibly upsetting. If only because... If, here's why. Here is why. Here is why. Here is why. Because Sweeney's just one of those roles. Yeah, well, first and of all... he sounds fabulous. They all sound lovely. Well, one person doesn't, but they're leaving soon, so... Stop it. Why? <laughs> it's fine. He it's, sounds great in other things. Yeah. It's but, See, this is the thing where it's like, if you don't like one thing someone's ever done, it's like, well, you hate them. Like, no, I don't hate them. Right. Just First of all, he's so fucking fuckable into all the boys I love part two. I still love you, if that's what it's called. Um, you didn't see that series? No. 
I they're not good movies, but I've watched them like three times a year. They're just very comforting. When you have a panic attack, you just put it on and the aesthetic is lovely. And he's so damn fucking cute in that second movie. Um, and he's also incredibly talented. Yeah. Sometimes things are starting to fit. Sudden wasn't a fit I, music I mean to, uh, You think Josh Groban could upset in this category? I do. Because, I again, in another, it's a similar situation of, well, you know, I like Josh. And I will also tell you, there are really a large number of people who do like that revival. I got in a debate with someone yesterday about it. But are, are, are more into the idea of awarding Parade the award for revival. But are like, I want to give Sweeney something. I see. And, and they feel like Josh is a reason why they like the revival. Now, I don't necessarily like this revival. I like it fine. And I find Josh sounds good is not menacing in any way. No, um, he's not scary. Not sc- that, that whole revival isn't scary. But also just like, I don't know, like... I was on board with him for a second, and then, like, the moment shit got real with Poor Thing, it just ended for me with his journey. But that uh, that is a larger Charlotte's Web of things where I'm like, if you connect this to that, that's why that doesn't work for me. Right, right, this right, person right, to this right, person, right. these things. So it's all just, everything is slightly off. There, uh, not, Interesting. This, this is where I'm going to be catty. I do think there's a reason why Thomas Kale did not end up getting nominated for director of a musical, and part of it is because there's a lot of lack of connection to each other on that stage. It's... Yeah, again, it felt uh, it felt like a very safe production. And for equilibrium, everybody, Thomas Kale staged the motherfucking shit out of Hamilton. He sure did. Sure did. Sure did. And I look forward to his Fiddler remake. I hope he makes it shorter than the than the current Fiddler film. <laughs> I didn't realize he was doing. Uh, That's what he film. says he's doing. Is he? Is it actually going to happen? I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, they keep saying they're going to do a remake of Guys and Dolls. Hasn't happened yet. That's a show that is so fun to do, but to watch, you're like, it's the same four scenes over and over. Kinda. Nathan, marry me. Sarah, will you fuck me? And like, then we get to someone on a boat. That's how I feel. Then we get someone on a boat. That's how I feel about Drood. So fun to do. Kind of mad to watch. M- Drood is one of those shows that I love, but I don't remember anything about. And I've seen it like three times. Yeah. You know what I Like, I love the score. <laughs> but I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. I love that about. opening number. Uh, okay. We, we did actor in a musical. Um. And so I get a smaller category now. Yeah, sure, um, sure. I think I would like to go for scenic design of a musical. Love it. And I think I'm going to give it to New York, New York. I think that is their take. That's absolutely their take. Yeah, because um, it's gorgeous. When I look at the production shots, I'm like, that... And I feel this way, actually, about Some Like It Hot a little bit, too. But I'm like, that is Broadway. Yeah. Right there. Like, just the sign alone with those lights on it. So impactful. It's... Listen, I have a lot of thoughts about New York, New York. The one thing I will not begrudge them is that it is beautiful to look at That's a true. lot of the time. Yeah, Susan yeah. Stroman has a great eye. She does. She's got a lovely... clean eye. <laughs> clean eye. She's the Nancy Myers of Broadway. <laughs> it's, 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 no, the design of that show is very impressive. Um, I can't say it like 100% of the time it's great. I think I said in my review, there are a couple of set pieces where you go, did you borrow this from Roundabout? Mm. Uh, where it's like, you know that when sometimes there will be a scene that takes place like in a living room and it's just like a singular wall. Door. Yeah, 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 a door yeah. or wall that's like two by four. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And every now and then there's one of that. I and see. The, and the only reason why that's sort of annoying is because then Beowulf does all these other moments that are so beautiful and lavish and inventive. And then you're like, 
we, we, we do have something more than a two by four. Even like oh, uh, like a like a floating window. That'd be more striking than like the fucking two by four on stage. Also, how did I not realize his fucking name is Beowulf? I know, novel right? We were all forced to read. Um, I know, ugh, gross. No, that is definitely who I have to win. Do I have it? Do I even have an upset? I really don't think there's. Anything. I don't think that there's. I mean, I would say there's a slight possibility of some like it hot, but some like it hot felt like Tootsie, where it's like almost as big as you want it to feel. Yeah, it's like the design is. 80 percent there yeah, like, yeah 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 like Sto- we- totally beautiful totally worth your money yeah. but when you're talking best awards new york new york feels like <gasps> yeah. i haven't seen a set this big in, in a, a long, long time yeah. like a full dimensional sign on stage i like, mean this is is entertainment right now on broadway feels very much like films during the great depression where it's like everyone is struggling with if they want to escape so it's like let's throw the money on the stage instead of cutting costs let's Put it up there. Give them something to love, and I'm I'm down I'm, for that. I'm super here for it. I would like us to put it in some in some better places in some ways, but that's a Grr. conversation for another time. You've read my instas. You know I feel the exact <laughs> same way. Uh, yeah, I think the only upset I have possible for it is Sweeney Todd, which I wouldn't. Not, I would hate that award if it went to Sweeney Todd for set design, but. But the only thing that makes that set good is the lighting. Like the best oh, part. Like, we'll get to lighting. Yeah. Uh, 1,000%. I just, I've had, similar like the Josh of it all, I've had people like try to defend that set to me. I'm like, it's a bridge and it's a scrim. Yeah, and um, it feels and it's, like a beautiful regional set to me. And a giant Dalek, which is that crane on the side. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. Every time it turns, I expect to hear exterminate. But um, I love Mimi. I think she's a genius. So I was disappointed in that set. But I know. I mean, it looks big. It feels big. It feels like. It I, feels I, expansive. I, I don't think yeah. it's a bad set. It's just um, in terms of best. I yeah. Don't know. New York, New York also has my vote. Uh, scenic design of a play. I predict Life of Pi. Possible upset of Leia Polstadt. I would vote for A Christmas Carol. Oh, interesting. Um, again, haven't seen uh, most of these. Uh, I feel like it would be rude for Life of Pi to take it just because most of the set is about lights. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would probably say, uh, at least from this, the pictures that I've seen, it's probably Leopoldstadt just because that's, uh, uh, again, period piece. Well, it's also Leopoldstadt's design is actually rather minimalistic, but it's very effective. It's very tasteful. It's very Steve Jobs. Like yeah. I have one couch, but that couch looks amazing. Right, right, um, right. But sometimes, like the simple thing will win in designs. It's it happens so oddly because it's so sporadic, right? Uh-huh. Like when once one best set design, everyone's like the fuck. I'm like, if you saw the show, yes, it's a bar set, but how they use it is really beautiful, right? And um, people go on stage. Yeah, <laughs> they go on stage. Well, I'll, listen, I'll never forget when Act Two, that boy, like passes out drunk in the on in the bar super depressed and then Steve Kazee and Kristen Milioti go on like the roof of the bar to be on a hill uh-huh. and the lights change and all of a sudden everything just looks like it's outdoors on a hill even though nothing's actually changed I'm like right. oh my god including the fucking guy on the floor he like becomes a mound of grass due to the lighting it's insane I did not see that live but I was casting a production of it and I was like oh I should go to the public library and watch it and literally was just weeping in the public library it was a lovely show. <laughs> it was so she, good I can't believe I missed it because I don't play an instrument night. she's lovely gal uh yeah, so you have no... I have no... I mean, I, I'll, 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 again, k- okay. kowtow to your... Uh, when it comes to technicals, it's so by hard all means. to be... By all means. Um, okay, we have some uh, listeners. Actual corn will be shucked live on stage at the Tonys. Ugh, I wouldn't be, put it past them. That would be a dream. I wouldn't put it past them. I hope they throw some corn kernels right into Jordan Cooper's mouth and make him pop it in his <laughs> mouth. That boy has a hot mouth, I hear. Uh, <laughs> I'm fucking kidding. Um, imagine if I said that for realsies and like just waited for his press team to come in and to be like, 
You'll we'll see you in court. We'll be taking this episode down. Yes, exactly. Like, how dare you? His mouth is actually piping hot. Uh, <laughs> uh, Some like it hot will win musical, but lose book and score. Interesting. That is an interesting take. So then I wonder who they think will win book and score, if not Some Like It Hot. Well, I mean, we got to get to those categories yeah, in order to like absolutely. our opinions on well, that. Cause, so the, the only times a musical of this century has won musical but not book and score is either uh, a jukebox musical like Jersey Boys. Right. Um, or Contact, which, you know, had no score and was eligible for book but didn't win. Uh, and then we have Millie and we have Spamalot. Now, Millie was able to win a whole slew of, uh, you know, below the belt awards and, and was, you know, just very feel good, which is where someone like Hot could come in. Right. And then you have Spamalot, which was the big hit of the season. The, yeah. And also managed to win director. Uh, I don't see Some Like It Hot winning director, which I think will do it in. And while Some Like It Hot is actually doing pretty well right now with grosses, it was struggling most of the year. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could get a rush ticket by walking up to the box office at almost yeah. any time of day. Yeah, and today, even now, you still could. Yeah, because even though they're gro- they've grossed over a million the last two weeks, they're only still at like eighty five percent capacity. Interesting. They've, ha- they've had a they've had a hard time filling in that theater for sure. Which the uh, Schubert's not actually. I think it's what like. 1100 seat? Not even. It's a little more than that. It's I think it's between 14 and 15. Is it? It, it feels more intimate because of the tears. Of the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love the show. Um, what I said earlier on the podcast when it came to nominations than possible winners, I said if Some Like It Hot were a bigger financial hit, it would absolutely sweep. Sweep. If And if Anne Juliet had better reviews, that would sweep. Right. Because Anne Juliet has the box office and Some Like It Hot had really good reviews. Right. And then you have Kimberly Kimball, which actually had the best reviews in sort of middling box office. And Tony's love to give things to the underdog, the artistic merit, totally. all that stuff. Totally. So, and to hope to bleed a little more life out of it. Too. Absolutely. Uh, so we'll get back to that. Uh, last one. While this isn't a very specific award prediction, I predict... Uh, uh, I uh, Sorry. Specific award prediction, I, will, I predict is that... Sorry. Let me... Let me read this, because I think they made a really... grammatical error. Okay. While this isn't a very specific award prediction, what I do predict is that the awards will be widely distributed. I said something similar. Kimberly Akimbo will be the big winner with four, musical, Clark, Milligan, and score. Everything else will be spread out. Play-wise, Fat Ham leaves empty-handed. Uh, okay. That is an interesting take. Hmm. Uh, Sounds well-informed. It is well-informed. I do, unfortunately, think Fat Ham will leave empty-handed, which is fucking shame that is a shame yeah I to have a life yeah which is to say if it wins anything just know that jonathan hoover and i will be rooting for you yes. we were all rooting for him <laughs> um it's so interesting that people that that takes specifically thinks that of the four kimberly will win his score because i think that is where it's most vulnerable i cannot I, wait to talk about this show. yes and I, I yes we'll we'll get into it okay um let's do choreography Great. And fuck it, let's talk about it. We'll do score. Uh, choreography. Best choreography. Choreography on my little list of who's nominated here. My prediction for choreography is Susan Stroman for New York, New York. Mm. With a possible upset of Casey Nicola for Some Like It Hot. If only because Casey Nicola with choreography at the Tonys is like Susan Lucci at the Emmys. I think it's going to be like five more shows until he finally wins it. Right. Um, um, or maybe this is the show that finally does it. I, I, I was going to say my prediction here is Casey because uh, if there's anything that I've heard about Some Like It Hot is that it is nice to see a big tap dancing musical on Broadway right yeah. now. Um, and... The one thing I'll... Well, I, this is actually kind of true for both of them, is uh, it's not that if you've seen one, you've seen them all. 
Um, that's how I feel about penises. Um, <laughs> I can tell you that's definitely not true. But, um, um, but uh, uh, they uh, with Strowman, I feel like her style is uh, so. I I feel like you could show me a number and I could call it out in a heart. There's going to be a kid tumbling. The women are going to be beveling with all of their lives. There's definitely inside fan kicks. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like I I I I feel like I have uh, a more predictable where Casey Nicola is kind of like that because he but he's still on the newer side and because mm-hmm. the dancing keeps being that that was my prediction for this. I would not hate. If this is the only thing K-pop took, because it deserves some sort of love after the horrible things that happened to it, you mean it's bad producing? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, that's okay. Also, your mic is like weirdly off. I hope you haven't been distant this entire time. Oh god. Uh, I've talked about this before about K-pop, where people, when K-pop and Ain't No Mo both announced closing closing within like twelve hours of each other, and everybody's like, "Thanks, Mr. Broadway, and your racism." I'm like. Thank the producers who did a shit job of, Total putting, these shit shows, job. of putting these shows up. Uh, that said, I, I actually have as my sh- as who I would vote for. It's a different uh, Jennifer Weber nomination. I have you go and Juliet. I would give and Juliet. K-pop. My issue with the choreography for and for K-pop was that it wasn't very tight. Mm, see, I didn't see it. So yeah. I, and and l- listen, if there's one thing that 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 K-pop is famous for it is like uniform militant that's why i was like maybe i would hope that that yeah. would win but i, I yeah on, it's, it's, it's one of those things where like on paper you go absolutely but then you see it's, it's interesting when the nominations came out and philip sue and andrew burnap weren't nominated for camelot i was like oh that's very surprising and then i saw it that day and i was like i get it i, get, I see i see yeah. i see why they were not i'm gonna say something controversial yet brave um safe space which is that I I have the most lukewarm feelings about Philippa Sue. I do. I'm going to tell you something, Jonathan. I don't totally share the feelings, but you are not alone. People have approached me like they are Russian spies during the Cold War. And they're like, can I tell you something? (laughs) It's because she's beloved. Yeah, she's beloved. Listen, I've I've very much am obsessed with her voice, and I, I her think, voice is stunning. I also think I just have super fond, warm memories of seeing her in Great Comet in the Tent three times, right? Where which is what anyone who loves her always talks about. Yes, that is where I first fell in love with her, and for me, it just worked so well in that show. And then, like, I thought she was lovely in Hamilton, but Eliza's honestly a dud of a role, totally. Uh, and then Amelie, I was like, I'm not liking her, but this show is a dud. And then uh, Camelot. Before Camelot, because you didn't see her in Woods on Broadway, you saw Danae. I saw Danae, and see, so I saw Danae do. I loved. I I saw Danae do Great Comet on Broadway after Philippa did it, and I was like, I didn't even put that together. And I was like, if Philip, oh, that's like the running joke is that they've been trading off roles because they also both have now played Eliza. Uh, But I was like, if Philip had gone to Broadway with Great Comet, that would it would have been more successful. Just like that show worked better with with Pippa because we're friends. Uh, But then I argued Danae was a better Cinderella. I mean, Philippa sounded I lovely. Lo- well, but if there's one thing that I would, I, Philippa's not very funny. Yeah, because what I because here's what I do give her as an actress is I think she makes and this is the thing about Juilliard trained actors, <clears throat> they train their men to be wild. Yeah, to be make crazy, off the wall, big choices. To be Kevin Klein. <clears throat> And they train their women to be Laura Linney's. They train them to be intelligent. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not regal. That's not quite the word. Austere. But it's very austere. Yeah. They train them to um, be very 
quietly powerful. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it doesn't work for everyone. Mm-hmm. And Philippa Sue for me is someone that I feel is held back by how technically great she is. Yeah. And and, and there's no danger. Speaking of Laura Linney, there's a reason why Laura was a better Regina than Birdie in Little Foxes. Right. Well, number one, because Cynthia Nixon is Birdie. Yeah. Like, well, that, Cynthia yeah. Nixon <laughs> Cynthia <laughs> Nixon cries on command. Yeah. Like that there's just when they were announcing the reverse of those roles, I was like why there's only one cast that like it's not that there's only one that you want to see and it would be interesting to see both but like out of the two of them you need cynthia nixon as birdie yeah it just makes more sense yes and i and there's a reason why they why manhattan theater club put them forward for those roles for tony right exactly Um, laura linney just she has that and and she can do too smart she's so fucking smart even when she's playing you know like working class women in you know movies or whatever like there's still just this command to her totally that's not like that's not a bad thing it's no, not no, a no. dick no i want it but if we're in the in the spirit of intelligently and in-depth conversations of people's talent and sometimes where their limitations lie that's limitation because i feel like people it's the similar thing of like when your parents say you can do anything you set your mind to actually i can't i can't ever really be a professional basketball player right um even if i were good at it which i'm not i just won't die if i play it but no, like, and part of it with Camelot also is that the role of Guinevere as written in Aaron Sorkin's book and A.A. Ron's book is just like there's no heat in that show. And they tr- they you they can try. tell Sorkin and Cher are two people I would never go to for chemistry and heat. But they're like, we're going to make a Camelot that fucks. Right. And I'm like, well, you cast three fuckable leads. Yeah. And then you give like Guinevere no feelings towards Arthur. And then you try to gaslight me in the final scene and say that she loved him all along. I'm like, when? When did that happen? All I've got to say is when I heard that they were reviving, and now, first of all, I've been in New York for 16 years, and there has been a Camelot revival on the horizon for every single 16 of those years. Yep. Um, And so I've always been like, is it? Is it coming? Oh, are you the director that's going to do it? So I guess bravo that it's finally happened. But I just, I have one question and one question only, and that is why. Yeah. Why? Like, why the show? Why now? Why the theater that can risk the most when it comes to giving me grandeur and giving me, like, a Lincoln Center's a not-for-profit, they can actually do the thing. Yeah. Um, and have. Um, that we got this, like, very cold-looking set with very small cast of a show that, like, isn't very socially... Like, they... I have always hated South Pacific. I would list it as my least favorite musical until I saw it at Lincoln Center. And then I realized, no, granted, I was also an adult approaching the musical's themes. But like, Camelot doesn't have that potential. No. You know what I mean? Well, like, so I feel like every every ten years we get a revival that reminds us not all golden age musicals are equal. Are golden? Yeah, they're not all golden. Or no, what's the new term we're supposed to be using? Neoclassical musicals. Oh, fuck <laughs> that in the ear. I'm gonna say what the fuck I say with this. Uh, but all, first of all, that not all golden age musicals are golden. But also, I feel like we every ten years we also have to come back to this reminder: is like if you're doing a revival of a troubled work and your approach is I'm gonna fix it. You're not gonna. No. That's never worked. The closest we ever got was Hal Princess Candide in the 70s. That's the closest we ever got. And even then, people had problems with it. And like each year, people were like, I'm gonna fix what Hal Prince did. Right. Never has worked. Um, so, and again, noblest of intentions with wonderful artists. And yet it's what it is. Yes. Um, how did we even get here? We were talking about... Oh, uh, we were uh, oh, in choreography, choreo- Wow. 
were, were we talking about um we were talking about choreography right uh stroman nicola uh, all that shit. Uh, you got to uh, uh, somehow Philippa Sue got brought up, and that's what that that took us off. On that <laughs> tangent you get to Philippa because Sue. I came because I came out of no. the closet you as mean, as uh, not a lover of hers, as not a lover yeah. of hers. I mean, listen again, as I said, many people aren't, but also I'm very open on this podcast as not a lover of Aaron Tveit. So I feel similarly about both of them. Actually, that's exactly I would put them in a similar category where it's I, like I have no problem with the fact that they're working, but like I'm never going to be like, oh my god, yeah. They're in a show i i i am more team papa than team aaron but also it's not a competition it's not anomo versus fat ham everything is a competition everything this is theater darling i'm the most opinionated (laughs) i will alienate everybody in this industry uh the choreography okay score score i i do predict kimberly akimbo possible upset of some like it hot and i would vote for kimberly akimbo now now you earlier said that you thought that that wouldn't be i said that's where it's it's most vulnerable i see i see uh because i do know people that are voting for kimberly for best musical but not voting it for score well and here's where i feel like again we'll get to this category um but uh i i think i agree with you that some like it hot will probably not take the best musical and talk about spreading the wealth if there is a category that it it soars in now are the, is the score incredibly diverse it is not i will i will say that it all has the big band sound at all yeah. however there's some real fucking bangers in there. And mm-hmm. in terms of like big, big, but like I uh, be, uh, told you, I don't listen to things until I see them, but I made the exception to listen to this cast recording because I didn't want to come in here uninformed. Totally. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't feel like I've heard some of these like big banger girl belty ballads like this style in a, in a season or two. Um, I mean, I know we get some of it in New York, New York, but that's music that I, uh, yeah. So my issue with something like a hot score, as as you mentioned, like not a lot of variety. Every song starts to sound the same. To be perfectly honest, yeah, and they're yeah. not unmelodic. You're not like, oh god, this song's so unpleasant, and we have to hear it again. Like, no, they're all pleasant to listen to, but you kind of forget a lot of them as you move on to the next one. And they're also always like at an eleven. Yes, uh, that is, which is also how I feel is. about Casey's choreography for it as well. Mm-hmm. But I felt about that way about Casey's choreography for a while now. Um, I, my joke is that I feel like he took away the wrong lessons from Tuck Everlasting, which he was like, oh, more choreography. Right, like, right, no, 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 right. no, 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 no. Use it in the right places, Casey, <laughs> and make it structured. But, um, I, like, I don't, it, it, that's just, that's my personal take. Because uh, as someone who, like, thinks that the original production of Jossie Chaperone was just genius from the moment it began to the yes. moment it ended. Yes, I, like, I remember that and I go, I want to see that again. Yes. Uh, my issue also, I think that the show severely underserves the character of sugar and part of it is also in her music because the movie sugar as played by marilyn monroe and this is not an adriana hicks thing although i have notes on her performance as well but also like good luck trying to stand up to people's you know idolization idolization of marilyn monroe but the role as written in the movie is sugar cane is actually kind of a tragic figure but because the movie's a comedy things do work out for her in the end right but on paper that girl is like two steps away from becoming the american sally bowles like she's a she right right we make jokes of like her bad life decisions she drinks all the time but like on paper those are sad things she's a mess right and the, <laughs> right. And the musical this version of the musical wants to give her independence and her dignity which i respect but at the cost of what makes her an interesting and complicated character 
character. Right. Yeah. So they've taken some of the the duality. Yeah. Of her so away. they take her problems and they make it more sort of like, uh, isn't like, aren't men the worst? Like very rom commy. Right. It's like, is right. like, isn't it annoying how I drink to numb the pain? Like that kind of right. energy. And I'm like, I wish we had more of that messiness. And then her numbers for me. Because Adriana's song is so good. Well, Adriana has a range that could fuck me in every orifice that she wanted to. I literally was listening to the cast recording today and was like, this girl is get yeah. it ifing. I hope that that rang in the microphone the way I really just banged my head wow. at it because I wish, holy fuck. I wish though that they wouldn't lean on the last half of every one of her songs to go to her roof. Right. It's because I'm just guys. There is a formula yeah. in the show, and I just want to say, I feel like we all watched Jakina do "Let It Burn" and we're like, "Oh, what a dynamic, beautiful, amazing number!" That like, if I write that for an actress, they will win the Tony, and like, it and, will be and, iconic. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, that's actually not a very good song. No. The lyrics mean nothing, but also like, it's just the fact that Jakina's a the a huge, 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 amazing talent, the most. Com- Hilling presence, yeah. With like, does the tear thing in a way that doesn't make you go, okay, actress. You're actually like feeling for, her. and then it has a voice that just sounds like you know, again, fuck me in every orifice, yeah, daddy. Yeah, yeah. But that's her. Um, and with sugar songs, I'm like, I would love it if one of her ballads actually didn't go to, to like the this, rafters. Exactly. Right. Let her live in in the middle range, or like allow her to use her mix or her head voice. Right. Um, also, for a show called Something Like It Hot, I don't find the score's jazziness hot. to be hot. Yeah. yeah. And granted, like when I think hot jazz, I think Lacuse's Wild Party, which is like grind your pussy on the furniture. I was just listening to that on the way here. Also. Yeah. Because we're the same person. <laughs> uh, I just, I want, for a show that also talks about how like Big uh, Sweet Sue's band like doesn't really get swinging until like uh, da- uh, Daphne comes in and like they include more of like the African American ear in jazz. I'm like, and yet it still sounds painfully bubbly and white. Yeah, there's no stink on I it. I do, I do hear that. My thing with Kimberly Akimbo, go for it. Is the score for me was the part of the show that I actually felt the most disconnected to. Mm-hmm. And I uh, will get to my opinions on it in Best Musical, but uh, I think that that is because I expect a lot from Miss Janine Tesori. She has ripped my soul out yeah. in one half of her canon, and in the other half, I've left toe tapping and like sit, you know, like she's written some of my absolute. I was just saying this to someone the other day. Like, I don't feel like she's really had a sophomore novel. It's like all been, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just like knocking it out of the park with every. Um, and this for me, kind of music, musically, mm-hmm. felt a little bit like. A, a no song affected me. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, we'll get to some stuff because I was also up against some uh, challenges, I think, for the show okay. at that moment. Um, but uh, I, uh, I, I, the score felt, it kind of reminded me of Matilda's score where it was a lot of like, I'm this way and I'm that way, but sometimes I'm not. And it's like, okay, then what are we, what are we singing about then? Um, and I uh, love the score of Matilda, but uh, I totally hear what you're saying. Yeah, like, it's very, and like, a lot of it. And I do <laughs> love, Tesori used this in uh, Carolina Change a lot too, but I feel like it's the nature of Carolina Change setting up the world, which is a lot of, and then I went to the basket and I pulled out my dress, but it was wrinkled, so I put it back. It's like a lot of like, and then I went to the bedroom. Sure. And there I saw a picture and you were there and I was there. 
there and we are here. Like it's very like this is happening right now yeah. or or happened off stage and uh-huh. I'm singing very specifically. Um, it's not very... Um, it doesn't live in a very emotional world uh-huh. um, until like I would say maybe like the her breakdown or the last song and even that still is very like and you did this and I am this and I'm you know like yeah. I, I just uh, which I, I and again it's because I went to Kimberly Kimbo being like this is going to be the best musical I'm going to see all season mm-hmm. I'm ready to have my world rocked I am uh, so excited to see like the art musical of the season mm-hmm. like and this one's not pandering this one's here just because it's good um, and so it was up against my expectation and sure. the score for me was the thing that I was like ah I was like I wanted another Violet I wanted another you know I wanted another fun home I have wanted... you listened to the cast recording at all I have not okay I have not so, because again I went in blind and then left being like I don't okay. want to listen to this I, I hear you so I first saw Miss Akimbo at Atlantic, where I liked it a lot. And also went in with the expectations of like, oh my god. This is going to... This play, adapted by these two people, like, was starring Miss Clark. How could we go wrong? Exactly. Yeah. And it, and it was really good downtown. It was I feel really like, good. I feel like I would have appreciated it more down there, too. Well, so I think also because by the time it came to Broadway, it was a year after the Atlantic run, and it had won all the precursors last year. So it was like, oh, fuck. And like, and the, and the reviews were all like, it's amazing, it's gonna move. And it did. Uh... It did get better on Broadway in a lot of ways. It got tighter. Oh, good. It got more polished. Uh, they also softened the parents a bit, if you can believe. Uh, they w- See, and that was the other thing. So, funny enough, I compare it to Matilda because what it felt like to mm-hmm. me is Matilda's story, but she's old and not magical. Ooh, I just yeah. hit my microphone. I feel um, that. I So, and now, and also because I've seen it a few times, um... The parents in the show, and I, I do think that Ali Mozzie and Stephen Boyer do one of the most incredible talents. Yeah, they're, they're and they're both wonderful in it. What I find with their characters, and again, I think part of it is that I had read the play where the parents are actually like legitimately awful, uh-huh. and then saw it at the Atlantic where they were not as awful, but like still kind of shits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then on Broadway, so like seeing that that change. They are still bad in the sense of, like, they're just terrible parents. Right. And they're not great people because they're narcissists and they have arrested development. But the way that Allie and Steven would play it, and there are, like, moments of it, is you can see that they try. Yeah. They're just such fuck-ups that bad they don't people. know how. And and part of, like, I think, for, I think for a lot of people, I don't mean to, you know, project, no one wants to be read for filth by, like, some faggot with a podcast. Right. But the idea of... You know, you can only watch someone try and fail so many times before you're like, okay, enough already. I, like, it's hurting my right. heart. But there, but there, I think there are nuances and layers to each time they fuck up, right? Because um, sometimes it's, you know, you know, the dad shows up late, drunk in the opening scene. He didn't even try. He got distracted. Second time he fucks up, he actually does try. He's just too dumb to realize that the passes are expired for Great Adventure. Right. Um, and third time, he actually tries to give up drinking, and he's successful at it for, like, a week, and then just, like, life gets too My hard. least favorite line in the whole show. Did we run out, out of water? water? Oh, God. Sorry. There are worse lines in shows, Jonathan. I know, but for se- it was a moment that felt like they wanted to have a big kind of emotional break for us. Not emotional break, but to have a disappointment for us as an audience. Sure. And I was like, I don't know. But again, we're going to get to one big fact of why I think part of the music, but we have to get to yeah. the best music. Um, but I will, so the other thing I'll say is, um, I also felt the first two times I saw this show, I liked the score. I was like, yeah, this is, 
Chisori. You know, it's melodic, but it's also like not, it doesn't like go into your veins immediately. It usually takes a second or third listen to go, oh, fuck. And ironically, I just saw Days of Wine and Roses like a week or two ago, and I don't care for that score. Really? And, and I mean, like, it's ghetto, so you know, there's beautiful music, but it just felt unfinished. Uh-huh. Um, and then other people said the same thing I said about Kimberly Akimbo, like, I think you should probably listen to it once or twice. I'm like, I just couldn't find a way in. Uh, so I'm I'm full of contradictions. I uh, do need, and again, we'll get to it, I do need to give the show a second chance for one big glaring reason. Okay. I also think you should listen to the cast recording, because I will also say, the sound design on Broadway is good. I don't like it in the opening number. It's a little loud, and you actually can't hear the balance of the harmonies of for the kids that Tesori has written because there are the kids vocal arrangements in that show those kids are giving it right? they're giving it they and but but Tesori's arrangements them are also fucking incredible it's it is it the whole show's score vibe for me it's kind of like fun home caroline jr in the sense that it is incredibly varied but it's not like hitting over the head with like and now we're going from this genre to this genre it's like all very lighter versions of it which that's like not a critique of people who don't like it or anything like that it's just objectively i feel like it's similar but not as you just you actually just said exactly i think what my disappointment was is it felt like the junior version of some of my great my fa- some of yeah. my absolute most favorite works and i wanted it yeah. to be that i wanted it to i feel be that. that so bad you need and to- that's not its fault no i think if you give it a second chance you do have to think of the whole thing as being slowly lowered into a warm bath mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. the whole show's vibe it's never about like Major showstoppers, despite the fact that Bonnie Milligan is Bonnie the Milligan. Stu- is like literally, I almost gave a mid show of a yeah. show that I was feeling lukewarm about. I almost gave yeah. her a fucking mid show standing. Um, I I also, I mean, Tesori also loves to end a show with the lightest of notes. Like her musicals, for the most part, do not end with a big final note. Right. It's always like la. Yeah, <laughs> that is very fair. Uh, I also I mean, Make a Wish is a song that did it for me the first time I saw it and then I even though if I couldn't remember the melody mm-hmm. but then when I got the cast recording is that and, the final song no it's so it's Kimberly's I Want Song in Act 1 it's ah. when she's writing to make a wish foundation uh which has a lot of the lyrics that you're referring to where it's like that and then I do this and then I do that where it's all stream of consciousness as she's writing the the form right but part of it for me just felt like the conversational element of it felt realistic and like it was uh, seamlessly coming out of the scene into that moment and then when it gets to the meat which is the um, her fantasizing the three wishes I wanna be a model for a day bum bum um, I don't for me it all works that said that's what makes this whole business of show so fucking infuriating when we get to awards it makes it fun but also infuriating nothing's good or bad necessarily by fact you can talk about structure you know this moment doesn't connect to this moment continuity but when it comes to like the quality much as i have touted myself as having (laughs) correct taste it's art it's all subjective right right so even though i'm like paradise square finding everyone go fuck yourselves someone's gonna come along and be like i love they were my favorite yeah and here's why and like probably give me a a reasoning that'll make me cry um so yeah, I absolutely hear you, and and I hear other people's critiques. Uh, it's why I'm not convinced that it's a lock for score. I do ultimately think it will win, and the only reason I say that's not just my own bias. Again, I'm not going off my biases. I'm going off of people I've been talking to, right? And any- people are loving it too. I feel I, and that was again part yeah. of why I think I expected had such high. And the people who are like, I think I'm still going to vote for it, but like I'm I'm iffy on one or the other. It's been either score or book. And then the options they have are either some like it hot or shucked for either. And thus I'm like, I don't think the 
different bodies of voters for Shucked and Something Get Hot in those categories are going to be large enough to take away from Kimberly overall. Right, right. So, like, I think Kimberly will still win in those two categories, score and book, and we'll get to book in a second. But I don't think it's going to be, like, 90% of the votes. It's going to be, you know, 50, and then Shucked and Something Get Hot each get 25, 25. Right, 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 That's right, what right, I think right. it is. I wish we could see those final numbers. Oh, wouldn't that be I'd great? Be so we should do a heist movie that's all about two gays trying to get the right. tallies. Oh, yeah, there's a play. There's a play right in there. Okay, so that was score. Uh, book, let's do book. Let's do book. Um, I am going to say, if this doesn't go to Shucked, that there this is rigged. That okay. is one of the smart jokes on jokes on jokes that are not just jokes for the sake of being jokes, but are also like intellectual little nugget puzzles that you're like that I have never been so tickled mm-hmm. by a book as I was by Shucked. I and again, this is kind of the opposite of Kimberly Akimbo. I walked in with no expectations. Yeah. Um, and had no idea that the book was going to be so good. That is a good, good book. And I loved, loved that the plot is a simple old school plot. No no unnecessary anything, just a good time done smartly. Uh, I also want to say, when we go into shows, people go, well, go in with low expectations. They say, no, 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 this is Broadway. Don't have a low expectation. Go in with an open mind. Right. Uh, which is which is not what you said, but you said expectation, which triggered when people say low expectations. So I just wanted that on the record. Yes, I hear that. For the listeners out there, uh, don't go in with low expectations when you see a Broadway show. Go in with an open mind. Uh, I think if... I still will predict Kimberly for this one as well. Again, I also... Kimberly's got to win one of those awards, if only because David Lindsay Bear has yet to win a Tony Award. Uh-huh. And that's got to happen to him at least once uh-huh. on Tony Night. That said... Absolutely, the biggest competition is Shucked. Shucked's we're, book is so good, and this is the thing about it, though. Where I'm, this is another reason why I feel like Kimberly might kind of just sneak in there. I think Shucked won book at the Outer Critics Circle, and Some Like It Hot won at the Drama Desks, and then Shucked and Some Like It Hot split score at the Drama Desks this year. And I know I keep saying they're not real precursors, and they're not. But it's one of those things where, I'm like, if there was more of a unified front in the community about, like, it might feel it might feel more like a real threat. And again. I, in no way do I think Kimberly has either of those categories totally sewn up in the way that I don't think any show this year has most categories sewn up. Like, right. I, I think the only thing everyone's willing to put down $10,000 on is New York, New York for scenic design. Right, right. <laughs> Everything else, we're like, I, uh, I'm, like yeah. I'm like 85% sure. Right. Uh, but yeah, I, I think, and also if I were to have Kimberly get upset by anything, it would be shocked, which I think my only complaint about it is I do think it's a little padded i would like it to be a tight hour 45 it, i do agree that there were there are some cuts yes. that could be made that said uh where shocked is like i think 210 total and i'm like hour and 45 you know 25 minutes right easy cuts here and there right uh once upon a one more time two and a half hours and i said make her 85 minutes right. so that is a testament to that i don't think shucked is bad i think it's quite good i'm but i'm someone where I'm like i think these five sh- jokes are absolute fucking bangers and those four suck and i know the whole point of shucked is like it doesn't matter like it just keeps moving quantity quantity just quantity moving and i'm like but i was like but i think this could like get up there with the producers and book of mormon if we cut the four losers right i i do i do i do feel Uh, that and i also on paper like the idea of the score having a lot of balance to like calm down from all the stupidity of the book and i say stupidity with love uh because robert horn would be like yeah no it's 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 stupid uh 
but I do wish there were a few more up tempos in the score. Oh, one. The, my only complaint about the show is that at times the music did not match how intelligent the book was yeah. and not to say that the music wasn't intelligent um but there's so much wordplay in yeah. the script and then the score was actually very real yeah and very um that i i wished that we needed a couple more up tempos in the second act um there were a couple things that could be cut but oh, yeah. uh, overall it was my it, so far my i think that, that i think my the best thing i can say in terms of feedback about it as i talk about you know my constructive criticism is that none of my criticisms were like change that you know, fix that or anything like that. It's literally just cutting. Right. And editing is both super easy and super hard to do. As I say as someone who overwrites, over talks, uh I know. We're like three hours in almost. We're fine. Uh but this this show is one where I'm just like, I think we can cut twenty minutes and it'll be a fucking banger fest. But yeah, uh I think I have it as an upset shucked uh but Kimberly Akimbo take. But I'm but I'm saying Kimberly like sixty five to Shucks thirty five. Uh-huh. It's not it. The margin is wide enough that I still re- feel confident about Kimberly, but not so wide where I'm like I'm sleeping tonight feeling good. Right. I right, still right, got that right, knife right. under my pillow waiting right. for Shucked. <laughs> I I'm hoping you get it, Shucked. I think that your book was hallelujah. All right, I'm gonna bang out a couple of reader ones and then we'll go back to ours. Uh, anonymous message: Michael Arden has just got to win Direction of Musical. We will get to that. Probably. Um, Sweeney Todd will win awards. Another show is more deserving of. Depends on which awards you are talking yeah. about. Uh, K-pop wins, quote unquote, something. Uh, you, Jonathan, did you write that one? No, I did not. I did not submit. <laughs> Although I still think Kimberly is most likely to win Best Musical, I wouldn't count out Something Hot Entirely, The Fun Home. Uh, American in Paris comparison isn't really fair because Fun Home was better than Kimberly and Something Like It Hot is far better than American in Paris. For what it's worth, no Tony voter I know has loved Kimberly. And yet, no Tony voter I know has loved Some Like It Hot. Yeah. So it's all about perspective. Uh, I'm not... I don't. I feel like I mentioned the Fun Home American in Paris comparison more sort of in jest that it was we have a musical version of a 50s movie and another Janine Tesori musical. Right. It is not entirely the same comparison, but... That said, I'm. It's more about just like don't count out the small show, right? Uh, and a, and an American in Paris. No, um, there's there's another year where I was like this is it's more applicable to this year, but I can't remember what it's gone out of my head. Uh, or you or they're right, and Some Like It Hot does win entirely. I do think Some Like It Hot is better than an American in Paris was. It's really more interesting. I found American for sure. I found American in Paris boring. Well, as fuck. I mean, uh, the source material also is so much better. I mean, uh. Someone wrote, everyone forgets New York, New York exists. We didn't forget. That's all I got to say about that. We didn't forget it exists. Uh, I am very aware of the quality of that show, and I doled out the awards I think it's worthy of. Bonnie Milligan will win Featured Actress in a Musical. Her acceptance speech will be both the funniest and most emotional of the evening, and she will mention Matt Doyle. Will she? I know they're friends, but, like, she's got other friends. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, they, they are, like, bestie besties. I mean, I guess in sort of, like... Matt, we both you did won. It. You, yeah. We both that are like you won the bet, like that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's that? What's what's her face? Uh, that TikTok YouTube personality who does like the the girl who's getting broken up with tonight, or like oh, Caitlin Riley. Caitlin Riley. Yeah. She has one of like the actress who wins the Oscar, and she's like, Stephen, I had a bet. He's like, you're gonna win, and I was like, no, I'm not. Well, Stephen, I lost the bet. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Ah, oh, Caitlin Riley's. She's best. great. Uh, another, what color is your room? Jeez, why do people want to know what my room is like? They want to see where I fuck. They just want to get in it, yeah. Emily Ashford has momentum. That's just because she's won awards that Vicky won last year. Right. That's not the same thing. That's I, actually what uh, made me realize that Kimberly Akimbo was uh, last year just because I was like, 
wait, over Victoria Clark? No yep. offense, Emily. Um, well, but and everyone talks about you know, well, she won the drama league. Sutton won the drama league last year. Uh, she, I was like, I. Everyone loves Annalie. That's why she's winning right totally. now. Totally, and she's th- totally good in she's, the show. She's, she's fine. Doing a, a a good job. She's giving a, the performance a... I knew she would give. Yep. It's not a bad performance. Nope. I just knew it's what she would give. People love Annalie. That's why she's currently winning the precursors. Uh, and listen, maybe she do win. But also, like, I've spoken to five different people who are convinced it's Michaela Diamond. Interesting. I mean, that would be my upset pick. That's my upset pick, too. Uh, someone else wrote, Casey Nicola winning director. I... Love you, guy. That's not happening. Okay. No. Um, on that note, let's do director of musical, director of a play. Love. Director of musical, I have Michael Arden with a possible upset of Kimberly, of uh, Jessica Stone for Kimberly, but I do still think it's Michael Arden. I think it's Michael Arden. And that's who I would vote for. Yeah, if I'm I, he, he, he made a show that I don't think had any consideration of a life on Broadway that I've been waiting to come to Broadway. I still can't afford to see it if anyone out there wants to be my sugar daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, to 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 get something like this conceptual and yes he has star power behind it but that he's also one of the most talented directors and on my opinion gets better with every show one thousand percent i famously did not love his spring awakening but then i really liked his once on this island i had a grand time at once i loved once on this island but i was in the one place that i definitely think he thought of as the back of the theater sure so that i i do have a bone to pick with you on that one. well but that's the thing he keeps getting better because christmas carol is also super delightful parade i think is his best work yet he still has some sightline issues with parade as well interesting but also like as we get better, we have things we keep learning from. Totally. Uh, yeah. So uh, we both have Arden for yeah. winning. Uh, there's, for our, in, my, in my opinion, there's no question yeah. there. Direction of a play. I currently have the winner is Patrick Marber for Leopold Stat, just because I think it's going to win play. Uh, possible upset... Max Webster for Life of Pi, just because it's so stagey. Yeah, I would say if if I, I feel like that is probably because when you bring technical elements and puppetry and all of that, I could see that taking. And as yeah. someone who has no opinion, uh, because I had not seen a, any of the plays, mm-hmm. um, that would probably be my vote just off of like a, a purely um, sort of intuition based, no. like looking at the statistics. Also, um, it's more. It has happened more often where someone has won director of a play and it hasn't been for a revival or play winner than for someone winning for a director for a musical that hasn't won revival right. or musical. Um, if I were to vote, I would vote for Jamie Lloyd for Doll's House, a production I walked in thinking I was going to hate and it totally changed my mind. Really? That's why I haven't seen it because I love A Doll's House and I was sort of like, mm, I, I think I'm going to be mad about that. You might be. You might be. I'm I'm not like super attached to the original play. I like it, but I've also like, I don't know it inside also, and out. Also, Sam Gold's uh, 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 Glass Menagerie ended almost the exact same way mm. uh, with the doors of the theater mm. flinging open. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I'm like, well, the, the, the gag has already been gagged. The gag. Me. My gag reflex is gone. I Never found it. I found very compelling and very tense uh mm. so i really liked it but i lack alas uh before we move on let's take one more break Billy, I beg to differ with you. how do you mean you're the top yeah you're an arrow collar you're the top you're a coolidge dollar you're the nimble thread and we're back okay let's Ooh. get some readers kimberly sweep with a few spoils and acting categories i again i think if i do have a world where Kimberly actually sweeps like seven awards that night. Interesting. But again, the categories that we're talking about are ones from like, I think it'll win, but like with like 50% of the vote. Right. Just, and not, I think, cause there are people who love it, people who respect it, but don't love it. 
and then people who like the other shows, but it's not an overwhelming love for everything else. It's an inter- it's going to be an interesting award ceremony. No one really knows what's going to happen. Uh, another person, Jessica Chastain over Jodie Comer. We'll get to that with Actress in a Play. Tony's create a new surprise category and give Best Ensemble Award to the Kimberly Akimbo cast, Justice for Ali Mozzie. Uh, they should give out an ensemble award. I actually absolutely think that should be a thing. They uh, should also go back to offering a musical direction award. They should, except nobody knows what the fucking musical director does anymore. Play, it'll probably be Leopoldstadt, but I want it to be Ain't No More. They think actor of a play will go to Sean Hayes. Oh, we will get to that. Actress, Jessica Chastain. Uh, oh, they get full predictions. The, yeah, Featured actor will be Jordan E. Cooper. Uh, featured actress, uh, Crystal Lucas Perry. They're not both winning. Uh, musical will be Sound Like It Hot. Actor musical, J. Harrison G. Actress, Victoria Clark. Featured actor, Alex Newell. Featured actress, Bonnie Milligan. Revival Parade. Okay, we've covered some of those. Thank you, guy. Uh, sorry to say, but I have an irrational amount of anger that Ben Platt will soon be a two-time Tony Award winner. We'll when see. Many greats don't even have one. Not fair and not a fan. Love your podcast. And thanks for talking, Tony. So much fun. You're welcome. I'm sorry that you're going to be angry if he wins. I, listen, I get that. When someone we don't really like keeps getting success, we're sort of, we sit there and we go, am I crazy? Am I the problem? Is it me? Right. Am I Taylor Swift? Like, is it me? Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. And we don't want to feel like we're crazy or our opinions are trash. So we're like, no, everyone else is trash. I think there's a happy balance. Sometimes it's just like the way that the world spins. Uh, I think Ben could. I don't think Ben is a lock to win. I don't. I hope not. I think, I do think it's Jay. Uh, I think Shuck is going to pull out a surprise and win Best Musical over Kimberly. We will get to her. Okay. Uh, we did orchestrations, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, scenic design, costume design, lighting design. Uh, okay. Featured actor in a play. Featured actor in a play. Another one I'm going to have, uh, almost no real opinion on, but I have a personal opinion on. I am going to predict Brandon Uranowitz. That's who I want. Uh, that's who I personally would yes. like. Um, with a surprise upset of Jordan E. Cooper, as my listener said. This is also, and actually probably same with Jordan E. Cooper, uh, but, uh... Someone who has been cutting their teeth, yeah, really paying their dues all these years, and like deserves the recognition. Absolutely, is so deserving. Has been around, so has, has been nominated a bunch. And he, his husband uh, and I did a production of Oliver when we were children together, and I made him watch me sing all of on my own on a patio once. So we're we're close like that. Yep, that happened. I almost cut off my skin in that sentence because I've done similar things. Yeah, uh, he, when my patty thing took off, he messaged me and was like, do you remember that or not? Nah? Mm-hmm. like, <laughs> do I? Featured I'm actor cringing. in a musical. Okay. I've brought up this example many times. Do you recall in our tw- year of 2021, Chadwick Boseman was predicted to win Best Actor at the Oscars? Uh-huh. So much so that they put that category at the very end so his widow could accept the award on television only for Anthony Hopkins to win. Uh Uh-huh. So you feel like we're in that situation with Alex Newell here? I do. I'm still predicting Alex. I I think it should be Alex. I have spoken to not one, not three, but six different Tony voters who have all said, well, Alex is going to win. But if I'm being honest, I really loved Justin, who is also, even though Kimberly isn't eligible for anything for the precursors, has actually been in a whole bunch of the awards this year to present, like get his name out there in a way that's not normal. grading, yeah, not yeah. normal, but also not grading. Um, um, he's th- so good too. He he's is just so good in the show. And what I said was comparing it to the Hopkins Bozeman thing. It's simply that if enough people think someone's a lock, 
and vote for someone else. That lock ain't a lock no more. Right. No right. Um, and I will be so gooped if fucking Alex Knoll does not take this. Will you be shucked? I will be shucked. Yeah. I will be shucked. Um, yeah. Listen, I do think it's Alex. I, I, I hope I, it's Alex. I also, I, sometimes you just got to go with your gut. My gut, even with this bug in the back of my brain, I am still going with Alex. And maybe I will be gooped on Sunday, and I won't be upset if Justin wins. No, as, he's as, so charming he's in so, the show. He's so charming, and especially in the show. Um, seeing how he is in life versus how his character is. I'm like, oh wow, you're real good. Like, yeah, because you, cr- I believed you. I was like, wow, they found like a uh, perfect because the part is so interesting and could easily be really grating and annoying. Yeah, and he just makes it so lovable. And he and Vicky have amazing chemistry. We'll get to that. <laughs> That's one of the things that bothered you. No, we'll get to. It. Okay, I. Would because it, it's a big part of why I would like to talk about the best mu- why my best musical prediction. Oh, is it because you think John Bellman and Alex Newell have the hottest chemistry of the year? No. Oh. That is also true. Th- those two couples compete for the Sally Murphy, Michael Hayden Award for best chemistry on stage this year. <laughs> but... Um, yeah, no. So that I have Alex as the as my prediction with Justin as the possible upset, only because of of that. But yeah. again, the six I talked to could be the only six of the eight hundred voters, right? So I would be very surprised if Alex Newell does not. I mean, like that song is everywhere. That like, and not even on the uh, behest. I think of just it. Uh, them being in the middle of a campaign. Right sure, now. we all thought it was going to be Raúl, and then that gay David Hyde Pierce, that gay, <laughs> came in and won for Curtains. But it's one of those things where we'll look back on whatever happens and be like, "Oh, it's so obvious." Looking back now, I'm like, "Yeah, right. everything's obvious." Five years later, right? I also, I'm just so here for a cis female role being played by someone nominated in a best actor category like mm-hmm. give it to me I can't wait till we get rid of the genders but like I uh, I do uh, there's also another part of me that's like yeah do it yeah do it and there's 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 uh, merit in both hands alright next up we have leading actor in a play leading okay again another category that i have ideas but i i can't necessarily speak with too much authority but i'm very curious of your thoughts this is where i just want to say not to boast but being in the room really fucking changed Changed it going to the drama league awards and as i said like people get up and they as nominees they get up and they're supposed to say like 20 seconds stephen mckinley henderson gets up for between riverside and crazy and i shit you not the entire room the entire sickfeld ballroom fucking erupts uh-huh. in the way they didn't for Chastain or Comer or for anybody else like erupts and I just I walked looked around I was like oh fuck he might win the Tony interesting and then at the drama decks he got um, a special award where he just got a standing ovation from room people that were like already so tired because Mandy Batinkin went on a whole rant about the WGA and how corporations are ruining artistry and then told critics who weren't even in the room to be kind uh and everyone's like, I'm so tired, Mandy. And then they're like, and Stephen McKinley Henderson's here for a Lifetime Achievement Award. And everyone's like, yes! <laughs> and I was just like, oh, fuck. I think he might win. Because he's, first of all, again, it's a chance to recognize a play that closed that probably isn't going to win play. Right. Uh, he is so beloved. And I made a mistake a few weeks ago with Kyle Marshall. He has not won a Tony yet. I was wrong. He hasn't won yet. So I think it could happen. If there's an upset, it is just going to be Sean Hayes for Goodnight Oscar. No, I was going to say, that's who my prediction is just from, based on the buzz that yeah. I feel like I'm hearing. And, you know, has won other 
quote unquote precursors, but it's, and it will also give this the ability to take it to Los Angeles with him. You know what I yeah. mean? Like they're there, which plays don't often get to have that kind of life, but because it, the nature of it, having him and yeah. giving a star turn performance. Yeah. Uh, having seen good night Oscar, I wish that play were better. It's just, mm. I don't think the play is very good. I don't even love Sean in it. It's, oh no. It's not that Sean's bad. It's just, it's very like, it's a ticky kind of performance. It's all about the ticks. Yeah. And he does them well. And he plays the piano like a motherfucker. But it, I don't know. It's one of those performances that I watched. I was like, oh, we were like told to avoid these in college. And so it, like, it just like triggered my I see. BFA yeah, train. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. But I mean, he, he absolutely has a shot. I know people think that he's a lock, but I'm just saying don't think so much that he's a lock. I, I just, I feel like there is this love for Stephen McKinley Henderson that can't be shown with precursors right because of ineligibility but if you were in the room for the drama league or the drama desks it's undeniable how loved he is i mean i think it's clear from my uh sort of inkling i will always vote for the person who like fucking deserves it like yeah. that for me i mean the performance totally matters yeah. so if it's both then they deserve it yeah i personally would probably vote for Corey hawkins who i'm still thinking about on top dog underdog however his well, i'm co- also a huge huge yeah. fan of but his co-star left me cold yesterday at a certain event but we'll move on from there uh Actress in a play, I think it's Jodie Comer with a possible upset of Jessica Chastain. I, I that is, I, I feel like the, I, I don't see it going any yeah. other way. Everything you could say about Chastain, you could say about Comer. Star power, they are the show. They are giving everything. Everything that Chastain's doing on the award circuit, Comer's doing too. And neither one feels like a shark. It's just, it's good times. And we like, uh, have... So sorry, I just got like five texts because I had to uh, turn on my phone to let my partner know that I will be on time, I think. Um, Yeah, relatively uh, on time. uh, Having Audra McDonald in any category is also intimidating. I think that everyone here is probably blessed by the fact that Ohio State murders is so long over and didn't run like like everyone's wiping their fucking brow right now. That Audra, but but I I feel like you know it's rare that you hear about something coming with uh, Tony Buzz before it's even stepped on the stage, and uh, Jodie Comer has come here. Like I yeah. I was warned months ago to get tickets, and and that was correct. There are no tickets. You know, what yeah. I mean? it's like it's one. Of, and, and <laughs> so, say, having seen her being told like put her name on the award now, it's one of those performances for the ages. I was like, okay, we'll we'll see. I love her in Killing Eve, but like so many times you see film actors not translate to stage. I can and name she, names. Yeah, yes. and she truly is incredible. Uh, it's a performance that but I just adored. Jessica Chastain is doing something pretty remarkable with Doll's House, and so yeah. I, I feel like there there is also worthiness, and uh, to have an Oscar winner like that also be, it, it brings uh, such prestige to the show. Listen, give me a Matt Coplick sandwich on Diva Bread, Jodie Comer's one slice, Jessica Chastain's the other slice, actually, on JC Bread, I should say. Give, <laughs> give me a Matt Coplick sandwich on JC Bread. Right, hello. I am here for it. That, um, that was clever. It took me a second to realize both of their initials were JC's. I, 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 see, I'm just working a little... For, you're playing checkers, I'm playing chess. Yeah, you know what I mean? I also took <laughs> a hit of my pen before I even got in here, you know what I mean? I love it for you. Uh, revival of a play, I am going to say Doll's House with an upset of Top Dog Underdog but my vote is still Doll's House. I I would agree with you there. Yeah. It's 
revive especially if uh there's a possibility of jessica chastain not taking the award exactly because she would still win a tony for producing doll's house right so we'd still be honoring her and getting close to her you got exactly uh revival of a musical i do think it's parade it's parade uh it's parade it's not sweeney todd as an alternate it's, it's into the woods as the alternate i would agree with that however we've yet to have a musical revival that's been closed win now i don't yeah and i don't i don't see that happening trends are meant to be broken there's always the anomaly but i don't think listen okay call into the woods philip sue because that's not an anomaly an anomaly get it get, get, get out of here i know i'm i'm fucking terrible but no i they've and they've worked they've been they haven't campaigned campaign but they've been around but i don't think that everyone's as excited to like vote for it again as a lot of the fans think they are totally um and and again it was fine so i and parade is uh uh again it's it's big it's or it's yeah. not big it's just well done yeah. and, and, it, and it just feels very much of the moment like if it, it yeah. feels that it is tapping into something that we need right now totally while also being theater and um, it's like for the nerds but they've actually managed to give it enough momentum that like it's selling out it's yeah. like one of the most expensive tickets on broadway right it, now it, like that there's something to be said for that it's sort of like parade finally is a hit right it, and it, it like a jason robert brown musical finally being a hit that's not fucking last five years thank god yeah a jason robert brown musical might actually make money on broadway now right yeah, right. And I have it on good authority that if they do win, they will extend till the end of the year. Oh, really? Yeah, because they ex- they extended a couple of weeks, I think, into early September. I wonder if they will continue with Michaela with, and, and ben. ben. I'm sure they'd have to. Yeah, I th- I think. Well, listen. I mean, anything could happen. I think that they. What I if if they extend, it will be with them. How far that goes is we'll see. Good, right. But I have it on good authority that they plan to extend should they win, uh, which is very smart. Uh, actress in a musical. I mean, it's going to go to Vicky Clark. Let's be like, you don't have someone this prestigious in a musical. Um, and you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and get into why, why? I, the the best musical category for me, uh, it may not be the deserving show is I did not see Vicky Clark. <gasps> okay. Jonathan Hoover. That's why I was holding on to that. I am going to hold your hand because... and drag you to the fucking booth theater. But here's bitch. my thing. Yes. I don't think a show that cannot survive without its star lead necessarily deserves to... Because the show did not survive without her. And that is no shade to the woman that was stepping into the part. Um, because uh, it was her first day, number one. Um, but uh, I I know watching mm-hmm. it that the love that has come from that show is 100% on Vicki Clark's shoulders. Um, because... The show did not work without her. I I have also seen Colleen. I saw her a little later in the run, so I think she has had gone on a couple of times. It was her first, and I and I yeah. only, in fact, my uh, so my partner and I sat down and literally opened the program. And it was like oh. Victoria Clark's not here. Oh, that's why we got a free ticket. Uh-huh. Number one, um, and then like we had the moment of like, is this? is this her first show? Like it's giving me those vibes. Mm-hmm. And his friend is a producer on it, which is why we got, and he was like, um, Oh, I didn't realize you're going to see an understand. He was like, yeah, it's her first show. So we were trying to like yeah. fill the house with friends. So yeah. that it felt nice and warm. I, I yeah. don't think that the show relies on Vicky to work. I'll put it this way. Imagine Judy Kuhn playing Kimberly Akimbo or playing uh-huh. Kimberly Lovaco. I think she would make it work as well. It's just someone who is, who has the rehearsal time. And here's the thing. I know Vicki Clark is 
killing it. And like yeah. I you I saw her imprint on yeah. the show. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so like for me this category is uh, I Michaela Diamond is my heart. I I Again, watching somebody who came onto the scene at 19, I will never forget her bot Maz and share show as uh, long as I live. Um, I've also done a concert with her. She's a lovely actual person, too. Um, I would love to see her decorated. I don't think this is her show. I, I think not. she's entering the ether of our Patty Lapones and our, like, she's definitely, this is, she's stepping into our, our world. But this, this is her robber bridegroom. Yes, exactly. Totally. This, this is her, like, Cher show wasn't, uh, while she was one of the standouts to me, mm-hmm. the show was not successful enough for her to break into this world. And yes. now we're seeing her, fr- she was the person I thought we should revive Funny Girl on. Um, Apparently she went in that. for it. She went in for the standby and didn't fucking get it. Yeah, I heard that, but crazy. Uh, I yeah. I also know they saw like every white girl in America for the standby in that show. Yeah, and like Julie's wonderful, but it, like Julie's it, absolutely. But wonderful. it's it, it blows my mind. Like some of the people I know who went in for that, I was like, and they still went ahead with the original casting they had, knowing like the talent that could have just that could have quote unquote just been the standby. Right. Best play, Leopoldstadt. I want it to be Fatham. I would vote for Fatham. Fatham could upset, but I do think overall it's Leopoldstadt. Yeah, I think I agree with you there. Just based on the buzz. And then musical. I still predict Kimberly. I would vote for Kimberly. My possible upset is not some like it hot, y'all. It is shucked. Mine is shucked. I want shucked to win. Um, Just, and again, this is just from who I'm talking to. The people I've spoken to have felt sort of similarly about shucked and some like it hot in the sense of like, you know, I had more fun at those shows than I did at Kimberly, but I think Kimberly's a better musical. But people have been more surprised by how much they've enjoyed shucked than they have some like it hot. But then I also have like, a co- like one Tony voter friend who's very like pro and Juliet, even though he didn't admit that he just voted for Kimberly. Well, I was about to say, I, I, though, I, you could see an and Juliet's uh, upset because a lot of producers look at this from the angle of what's going to make me the most money, and yeah. giving it a Tony gives it the ability to tour for a really long time. Yeah. It gives it credibility for all the regional theaters to pick it up. However, I don't think it'll win because it's going to do all of those things regardless of whether it wins a Tony or not. Yeah, I think Shuck um, has a solid year and a half run in it without a Tony win with a Tony win right. we're talking two to three two to three um, and I think same for Kimberly although Kimberly will probably shut down much I think Kimberly we're looking it. at more of a fun home situation maybe a little longer because Kimberly's a bit more of an upper than fun home uh, the pr- the trouble with Kimberly's longevity is casting the title role it's yep. just not even just who follows Vicky but like it's such a specific Bernadette Peters honestly uh, but <laughs> it's a certain age range it's a certain vocal type and a certain kind of acting style and then hopefully someone who can sell tickets you just don't know right um, I mean would I be mad about Audra no uh, oh, but Audra she looks too good that, she like, looks too she good would put, she'd put that old lady wig on and you'd be like she's 40 yeah like, no, she's, what are you talking Audra's about Audra's 15 years too young for yeah. it is the, is the problem but I don't know if I she, also if she wants to because I I, I felt this way about uh uh, Colleen, the understudies voice. Um, I assume I'd feel the same way. I'd like to hear someone who's got a little more uh, ping in their belt. Interesting. Uh, Only because I understand that she should feel a little out of place. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that was missing for me is like it is where she is young, yeah. other than just in spirit. And, and so I feel like if there was maybe a little something, like if it wasn't quite a, a legit voice if it gave me a little more mixed belt yeah. at points I feel like it would give me that duality of like oh right she's fucking 13 uh yeah 16 actually 16 sorry but yeah. that's because I may I have to say that uh I want you to listen to Vicky only because 
she does a lot of what you're saying while also still having the classical stuff. She, like uh-huh. she'll flip into her head voice and that is a little more classically just to show us that it is an older body. But when she goes into her chest mix, it is lighter and pingier. Mm. Uh, so it's for me, it's that nice blend of she's 16 in the body of a Like you said, Judy Kuhn and I went, I would see yeah. that. Okay. So those are our predictions. Let me wrap, uh, wrap up our uh, people who messaged. Uh, most nominated at shows, Some Like It Hot, will walk away with zero wins. Uh-oh. I don't think that's true. I think they at least win costumes, which I don't know if we talked about costumes of a musical. Oh, we didn't. And they will. They, yeah. They're going to win that. Yeah. Uh, Jay Harrison, Vicki Clark, Alex Newell, Bonnie Milligan, all the Kimberly Akimbo love one hopes. Uh, possible. I think that's a very solid lineup special tony for will swenson having to be audra's plus one for all the tony events after getting snubbed <laughs> for lead actor uh will is greater than colton ryan <laughs> we don't have to snub colton ryan to praise will swenson y'all he's already won by being married to audra and putting a baby Hello. in her Hello. and audra's won by getting a baby put into her by will swenson right uh i do love will i just don't think beautiful noise is very good if no. bonnie will milligan doesn't win i'll commit felonies uh i, I wouldn't go that far but i will be upset I will. I will spray paint the w- the side of a theater. There. Which which theater? I can't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever cheats it out of Bonnie. Uh, what are you doing tomorrow? Fucking your dad. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. That's I, Jonathan. I don't know what to tell you. These people. I'm like, <laughs> give me predictions. What are you doing tomorrow? That's also, not a prediction. Also, gay. it's anonymous. So like, um, are you tra- are you asking me out? Yeah. Um, oh, I've gotten those two. Uh, which aren't as flattering as you think because it's like i don't know who you are uh i'm 90 sure kimberly will win musical but in a but in a world where that and some like it hot split the majority i'm afraid and juliet could sneak in as the winner again i'm gonna say if and juliet were gonna win shit it would have won one thing by now, yeah just yeah. to show that the love is there yeah and uh, people are enjoying it like that uh, that is clear uh, wins that could spell Kimberly losing best musical best score best book wins that could spell a Woods revival win literally any award it's nominated for if Woods wins sound it could win revival uh, I don't know how Kimberly winning score and book means it won't win musical unless they're trying to do like a year in town Millie reversal here right or ragtime Lion yeah. King but again Lion King we're talking about like this giant juggernaut we don't have a juggernaut against right. Kimberly uh, who was your crush in middle school laugh my ass off again it was your dad uh, have you ever watched Harry Potter again yeah with your dad and that's the end of our predictions, y'all. Uh, we've got two new reviews that I just want to read really quick, and then we're going to get Jonathan the fuck out of here, because Jonathan's got people to see, and I am alone on a no, Tuesday my, night. No, my coworker booked a cruise, so he're leaving us. Well done, coworker. So we're all saying goodbye to him tonight. That's I missed one. dinner so I could be here. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, I couldn't wait. I can't, I'm so glad we did this. All right. We have two new reviews. Please cue the Light in the Piazza Overture music. <clears throat> Five stars. You're a queer one, Mr. Koplik, and that's why I look forward to Thursdays. I feel like a fly on the wall while listening to your podcast. You're so engaging that I don't even realize you're gone, you've gone off the rails or off on a tangent until you decide I'm off on a tangent. <laughs> I'm very self-aware. <clears throat> your guests are fantastic until today. <laughs> like, like PJ in your latest episode. Oh, right. This was like three weeks ago. Um, I'm also a huge fan of Kyle Marshall now since I've discovered him from your show. And I can assume that we all agree that the timbre of Kyle's voice is dreamy. Kyle does have a very low register and it is very nice. Oh, see, people probably think I'm a woman. God damn it. That's your, that's what you present. It's my thing. It's your it's thing. whole thing. You're, it, it's not woman. It's just diva. <laughs> Never stop being the highest judge of all when it comes to the broad way. And there's many, a couple of A's there. Thank you, Pete from Princeton. Um, okay, this last one might make me tear up a bit. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, a true gem, five stars. I lost my best friend in the entire world in 2019. 
One of the things I have missed the most since that loss is our intelligent, informed, and yes, catty discussions about musical theater. It has been a huge void. Cue breaking uh, Broadway breakdown. Matt, I truly look forward to Thursday mornings because this is the closest I have felt to replicating those discussions, both in terms of Broadway knowledge and witty banter. There is simply no Broadway podcast like it. Each episode is loaded with astute observations and deep dives and feels quite like driving around with my BFF gossiping about the current and past states of Broadway. I am grateful to have found it. Oh, uh, that is so sweet. He's crying, by the way. Everyone should know that. <laughs> I get a little teary. Um, I don't think I've actually cried on this podcast before, and I've cried so much in the last six months. I've had a time, Jonathan. But um, yeah, uh, thank you so much for that. That was really beautiful. I gotta say, I've been requesting reviews lately, uh, and I may have been like threatening my guests with like it'll make me feel better (laughs) (laughs) but they've like you guys you've been fucking killing it with these with these reviews they're just they're they're either incredibly funny and like hit my warm dead heart like they're one called it the kimberly akimbo podcast i'm like you know what to do i'm waiting for a smile reference again people used to do smile references all the time and now this one was just so lovely and 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 heartfelt and well worded you guys are good writers that makes me so happy i don't this is not a bragging right i am very grateful that the people who choose to listen to my podcast have written such smart and well-written reviews um i don't think that's a reflection on me i just think that that's i'm very fucking lucky uh you could choose any broadway podcast and you probably listen to others as well but this one you know, I'm so glad you take the time because our episodes are long. Uh, Accidentally, and, too. Yeah, I know. But we're, we're moving things right along. And as I said, you know, it, it's so hard to tell when you do something if anyone cares. Because, like, we're not on Broadway. Right. We don't get the applause every night. Um, you know, every time I go to these award ceremonies, people talk for 9,000 minutes. And I'm like, God damn it, you're not the moment. But then I also kind of get it because you're like, I don't know. We all just want to know that, like, we're doing something that people are receiving, right? right. Yeah. So that's all I'll say. I'm not going to make like um, a certain Tony nominee this year and go on for 20 years and fight with the pianist trying to play me off. We're going to end it there. Jonathan, this has been a pleasure. Oh my God, such a pleasure. Must do it again. Maybe even without a podcast between us. Oh, absolutely. That's happening. <laughs> you better believe. Um, where can people find you if you want them to oh, find you? Oh, uh, you can always find me on Instagram at Inappropriate Patty. You can also find it on TikTok, but it's the same shit and I barely put any of the effort into TikTok um, because you have I'm a, not young. And you have a concert coming up? Oh, that's right. I probably should start promoting that. Thank you. Um, Yes, I am doing a show at my very first solo show called Second Rate Somebody at uh, 54 Below on August 13th at 930. Um, My ticket link will be in my bio. I'm waiting for them to give me the information on the streaming Mm -hmm. so that I can put it all up at once. Hallelujah. I am so going to be there. Please come. You didn't have a choice, baby. <laughs> I'm so glad you thought you had a decision in that. Listen, I'm not forcing anyone. My parents wanted to come, and I was like, "Do you?" I mean, you have you have facial hair. You can force me all you want. Oh. Um, if you want to follow me, I'm on Instagram only at Matt Coplick. Usual spelling. If you like the podcast, give us a nice five star rating. It always helps with the algorithm. Write a review. I can't stress this enough. You guys have been fucking killing it. And like, I don't want to put pressure on anybody who wants to write a review. I'm like, oh, I can't follow that. Just like right from the heart. I swear, you guys are. You guys are showing your our, your intellect, and it's amazing. I love to see it. Also, the algorithm doesn't read the review. They just care that it happened. Exactly. This is true. You could just say, Matt Coplick, what you doing today? Who is your m- middle school crush? Or just say, Matt Coplick is daddy. Yeah, or Matt Coplick, fuck my dad. 
<laughs> that's gonna be my review. I did, and I and I broke up your parents' marriage. It's okay. It was all a ruse anyway. Um. Yeah, so also, and uh, if you want, you can help support the Patreon, which I'm finally picking back up and contributing to. We are going back to ranking every movie adapted from a stage musical ever. Ah, yes. uh, this week comes out with Cabaret. Next week will be Hello, Dolly! with Miss Streisand. And then who knows what comes after that. But I that's the- such controversial opinions about both of those movies. Um, well, listen to the Cabaret episode and you'll hear some controversial opinions we have as well. Mm-hmm. We think it's good. We don't think it's as good as some of the historians would have you believe. But there's a, but not in a way that you would suspect either. So subscribe to the Patreon and find out. Uh, many tiers so you can do whatever you want. Uh, Jonathan, we close out with a diva every week. Mm-hmm. What diva should we close out with this week? Oh, goodness. Who is our diva this week? I feel like we should throw it up for Vicki Clark, who is probably going to be taking home a well-deserved award. Absolutely. I think we might have closed out with her once already. Oh, did you? No, okay, no, 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 no. I, Jonathan, I truly can't remember anymore. It's I, And I think I recorded it three weeks ago. It's just that today's been a day, and... I will bend over for Vicky. And there's no audio of Jessica Chastain or Jodie Comer singing, as far as I know. Right, yeah. yeah. And I would say I would say Bonnie would be my, my next yeah. I think diva we, to close I out. I think we've done but... Bonnie, too. I, th- uh, I think we've, we've done, first of all, we've done pretty much every... Person that's nominated. Exactly, other yeah. than, like, Lorna Courtney. And I and she sounds great on End Juliet, but I want to wait for her second show. So mm-hmm. I can then post End Juliet when we talk about her right, second right, show. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, you know what, fuck it, let's just do Vicky. And we're, we'll close out with... Uh, I might have done it already. I can't recall, but her solo in the opening of Titanic. Yes, yes, yes. she must be somebody. She must be somebody. We're gonna close out with that. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Check us back next week when we do our final Tony's episode, which is gonna be a reaction to the whatever happens to the whatever happens. And I look forward to seeing how much I was wrong and y'all were right. Uh, and that's it. Take us away, Vicky. Bye. No one really knows who she is, but the newspaper says she booked the most expensive suite on the ship and travels with fourteen. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.